No. I didn't take Rage of Sigmar seriously in any regard. No, that's Joe the Pagano joke. Personally. Joe's a, Joe Pagano, I don't... I, 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 I've only met him in passing a couple times. I've been trying to get him on Rantcast for a while. But uh, Jacob Berry, I do know, and that guy's like... That guy just like... Sh- I don't know if right. he has a serious setting. I've never had a... <laughs> Like I've... No, no, like, it's it's a shtick. They hide the fact that they are some of the nicest people on Earth by trying to behave like assholes. It's true. It's true. All right. Tomb Dad's in chat. That's all I need to get going. Good evening, everybody. I am the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, the magical Mr. Mephisto. I'm joined tonight by two guests, two paragons of pointy elf kind. <laughs> <laughs> Two very, very... If, 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 like, they're basically the Mephistos of, uh, like, the way I was with Osiric Bone Reapers, they've been that way with Luminath. Every single one of these drip feeds has just been straight into the cerebellum, all the pleasure centers of the brain, all the serotonin released. Uh, on my left, you've got Bryce, uh, uh, a.k.a. the proprietor of Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. The uh, Wapaka 2.0, as it were. And uh, in the middle, you've got Martin Orlando, formerly a good painter Stormcast man, but now I think it's going to be good good painter Lumineth man. Like, it rolls off the tongue, I think, a little <laughs> bit better. What do you think? Hello, friends. Um, I'm sure Haywell will come up with something the next time we play each other at Adepticon. It's true. It's true. That, that's actually, like, I just had... He was on the episode just before... Um, he was actually on forty two, so this is forty. This is Rankcast forty three. As as some of you become aware, we will be talking about about all of the elves tonight. We're going to be talking about Lumineth. We've had two sort of release, um, I guess uh, uh, previews. Um, you know, one of them just kind of more art in the vein of what we already had, and we're going to kind of recap a lot of that tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the one rule we've seen, and honestly, this if if you came here for like fair and balanced commentary on elves. Um, you're going to, you're going to get <laughs> just it. Just leave. Just yeah. leave now. <laughs> no, no, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to lie to them. I was going to say they're going to get it because, oh, uh. because I, I will be a neutral arbiter. <laughs> With, but, but no, you, you probably it's, uh, listen to Bryce. Uh, this is, this is propaganda. This is, uh, this is propaganda. Um, if you're already hyped about elves or if you haven't made up your mind, you're in a good place. Uh, if you hate them, uh, you're wrong. Uh, continue to listen and get angrier because I need that that salt. Uh, I've got low I, I've got low cholesterol and I could use the salt. So hey, are we gonna get a three corgi shot? Uh, you know, Mochi's downstairs. I, I'll have to. I'll send uh, it. Okay. I, I'm I'm back at my own apartment. Uh, uh, my, yeah, my corgi is at my parents' house. <laughs> feel free to feel free to we, tag we, my mom. We lied. We lied to the world. Uh huh. <laughs> Feel free to tag my mother on Twitter, and she'll post pictures of Casey. There you go. <laughs> we we this would be would have been the triple corgi episode too, which I think is an Age of Sigmar record. Three corgis yes. in one show would have would have been, <laughs> but uh, but two two and a half corgis we'll call it instead. Um, yeah, which is still a record, which is still a record. Uh, <laughs> so we got uh, we've actually got a uh, Holy Hammer Hearn and chat and chat there. Steve. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah Steve's there. The uh, the Holy. Uh, Holy Havoc, Holy Wars, To, um, which I mean, Holy, I haven't been to Holy Wars yet. I will, I will get there. Um, but Holy Havoc totally was right. totally my favorite tournament. Like, hand, like, uh, sorry, Brendan, second favorite, <laughs> but, but, um, it's just fantastic events. So thanks for joining us, uh, uh, Hol- uh, Holy Hammer Hearn, there. 
Wow. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's, there. there's Brendan. <laughs> no, like, it's, it's difficult to describe that, like, like, the... Like, from a personal achievement, Bruce City was my favorite. From a... Like, because it was, like, it was in my backyard. I won the sports award there. I top tend. Like, it was a lot of this, like, achievement moments. But, like, Havoc was, like, one of those moments where, like, I need to step my game up. And I'm a guy who always chases personal betterment. And go to Adepticon. Like, I, I don't walk away from Adepticon going, like, oh, I got to get better. I'm like, yeah, that was a good weekend. You know, like, because it's so much... For me, Adepticon's like the spectacle of going to Adepticon, playing the five games in a weekend, and meeting everybody, seeing everybody, walking around the vendor hall, doing all that stuff, that spectacle. But like Havoc, I walk into that room and I'm like, I am out of my depth. Uh, you, you actually won a, a hobby award at that Havoc. And, I did, yeah. And then you... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I, was no, I was about to say, it's like, press, press. I, oh, I, just, I just acknowledged I did win. I did win... Uh, I think the Pinnacle Award at the if you're talking about this year's Holy Havoc, right? Havoc, you want you want to hop? So you went you went back to back. Havoc. You went back to back. Back to back. back, to back. Oh back my god! Back. Is that three? You've had three okay. Havoc. Can I? Should I just? Do yeah, that just do that. Yeah. Higher? There. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you went back to back to back. You've had three in a row Havoc or Holy Awards for hobbies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I if I may add, just to to, to, to tie this tangent nicely, the first ever Age of Sigmar <laughs> tournament I went to, like during the Dark Ages of Year One, where we weren't quite sure where Age of Sigmar was going, I saw on the main Age of Sigmar Facebook group an advertisement for the very first Holy Wars, um, and it was like a three-hour flight and then a forty-five-minute car ride to the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was completely out of my element. I had just only gone to events in New Jersey, and it was one of the like best experiences of my life. It brought me to close to the Midwest community for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to come back until uh, Holy Wars last year. Mm. And then I got to play my five favorite people from the Midwest. Um, it should be noted that I totally destroyed Vince in our long <laughs> game. He will say otherwise. He will say otherwise. But I totally destroyed his daughter's game. <laughs> this is a. Uh, I, this... I got off. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Finish it. Uh, yeah, and I and I did win an award for uh, best painted army at that event. It should be only because Vince already won an award, and you can only win one award per person. <laughs> hey, well, the good so. news is it's not in the middle of nowhere in a cornfield anymore. It's in Naperville, which is just outside of like proper chicago uh and a much nicer venue so <laughs> so well, it's just, I, I already I, I already liked the venue to be honest so if it's it was just so small for you know cramped yeah. in there but it's it's upgraded you don't know now. cramped until you run a tournament in brooklyn when there's 17 <laughs> people in an office cubicle playing age of sigmar for seven hours all right <laughs> Anyway, the hat upgrade. Th th thank you for putting on a fantastic event, Steve. I really miss you guys. I look forward to seeing you next year. It just occurred to me that since we are doing the alpha episode, I need to step up my hat game. Hang on one moment. Oh, I should have. I should have thought this through. Can we? I don't own any alpha. All right, there yeah. we go. I should wear my techless pants. <laughs> Stood up the whole time. All right. Uh huh. So there we go. That's a little uh, that's a little visual comedy for those of you on the pure audio format. So I've got my cheese head on top of my baseball cap on top of my headset. So I've I now feel adequately equipped to talk about some elves. We'll see how long I can keep this up for. Um, <laughs> good God, now I have to leave. <laughs> 
All right, so we got the cheese head equipped. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> who wants to who wants to lead us off here? So, so I guess I'll, I'll set a little bit of background first. So, uh, not this this previous weekend, but the weekend before. Uh, essentially, right when uh, what Adepticon was supposed to be going on, we had our Adepticon at Home event. A, a ton of uh, content creators got together, uh, helped put out some content. It really was about the the community focus. <laughs> Elves and cheeseheads, fuck me. <laughs> Um, so, so we did that, like, uh, and then kind of in the middle of it, we got this, this, uh, this first reveal. Um, this first reveal was, uh, I, I'd say that it was immediately sort of like, there was some, there was a, a divide, a harsh divide. Yeah, now, drew a line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this, this was the one that really drew the line in the community. I think we've, we've been bantering about it, slash discussing, slash trolling about it since. Um, yeah. <laughs> But makes every day up here tougher than I'd like, Steve. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> pardon me. So um, basically, this is the reveal that we got the uh, Al- uh, Avalonor, the Stoneheart King, and uh, Alarith, Spirit of the Mountain. I suspect that uh, this is a dual box build. I suspect it's going to be a little bit of a named hero and then like a Spirit of Durthu type situation. Um, you guys, thoughts? Any? Yeah, like a great unclean one in a Rodigus or whatever. Yeah, like that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I s- <laughs> go ahead, Martin. Yeah. No, it sh- it should be noted that um, there are co- there are the Alarith Stone Guard. Um, they- they've given a lot of clues about the names already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking on Facebook about how um, since um, they they started making elves in the new setting, um, they gave race names like for like the Melusai, the Kinarai. Usually ends in an I, the letter I. Mm-hmm. Um, the Namardi. Uh, the Karnathi, and now a lot of the um, infantry elves are like the Dawn Riders. They're called the Vanari, and I assume, though this has not been confirmed yet, that that is the race name for the Lumineth. Um, mm. But then you have like your casts, the breaking down of certain things. Okay. So you have the um, the Ullerith, uh Stone Mage, which is the mage with the big horns. Um, right. The one and on then you have like this. Right, and then you have this recurring Alarith with um, the 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 Cow Titan and the uh, Swordmaster Proxy. Right, right. So, so this is this is where and and I mean, me as a neutral arbiter who will not be playing elves, uh, I can respect the like love I've seen for this army so far. I can also I get the heat too because I remember at my time, like when OBR were coming out before people found out they were great and everyone suddenly loved them. Um, it was the Joker's, the Joker skeleton faces, Joker skeleton. That was the thing that everyone like latched onto and hated about my army was like, they hated the Jokers. Uh, and then you had like galaxy nad underneath the harvester. You had the guy with the huge, you know, and you had the galaxy brain memes, uh, from that. Yeah. Yeah. With the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, the guy with the chair. Like, so you had all these like memes coming. So like, like Aussie arc bone reapers caught it too, but it felt like that, that wasn't as, as completely polarizing as, as Lumineth, when you guys saw this this sort of first weekend of reveals, uh, first Bryce, then Martin, what were your reactions? I literally ran around my house in excitement. <laughs> 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 like I I completely understand what people are saying, but at the same time, no. But just look at it. Like it's it's so small on my screen, but it's like it's completely unique. It's super cool. 
and it's something entirely different. And like I said last time, there was one thing that I really wanted, something that I could never imagine, and I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Here you go. <laughs> so I I love it. I think it's it's super. It's just it's it's just perfect, man. <laughs> well, it it does that thing, and this is um this is one of those turned up to eleven moments for me, where. Like, they took something, and they just, they took it to an extreme. And I think it's really cool, personally. Like, if we just, like, put a bubble around even talking about elves to begin with, I don't think you can actually say this is a bad sculpt or bad art. Right. This is oh, like, yeah. awesome. And I do think they do enough to tie in, one, to, to, to the elves. The armor is very, reads very elven to me. Um, yeah. Like, this is, like... The other thing is, I think it's got a little bit of a nod toward the uh, uh, towards wraiths from from 40k, that game I know nothing about. Um, wraiths, yeah. Uh, uh, what are they called? The uh, the big walking mech things in elves. Wraith guard. Wraith guard. Yeah, yeah. They've got a little right. bit of okay. a yeah. They've got a little bit of. A, I think they've got a little bit of a visual nod to that with like the, spin, the spindly limbs and like bigger torso up top. Like I think there's a yeah. little bit of a visual there's nod. The, there's a lot of there's a lot of hallmarks in this army similar to Eldar, but we'll get into that when I do. Yeah, we'll we'll thing. talk about it a little bit later. And so I think that's a nice tie-in. But one I haven't heard talked about a lot. I've heard the like lazy version of it, which is calling this thing the Beefer of Secrets. Um, <laughs> we uh. Like with Osiric Bone Reapers, they kind of sat in the uh, in some of the teasers. Yeah, do take a drink if we're already talking about it. Um, they, they said that like you know basically that the one model was a was a uh, dark Xantos, uh, uh, the Liege Cavalos uh, named character was a dark mirror of like Vandus Hammerhand or something like that. I think it was Vandus. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, yes. I th- I think this is uh, like kind of goes the other way. This is a light mirror of a Keeper of Secrets. Maybe that's just me trying to like grasp. I can see straw. that. Grasp yeah, straws, but like at, at, at the very least, in a in a in a very visual it a, sense, it is a vaguely vi- a similar silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Like if you like if you rub your eyes really hard and before everything comes back <laughs> into focus and you look at it. Um, so I think that there's some really cool subtlety with this sculpt. Basically, is what I'm saying. That yeah is very welcomed, personally. And then you add in the Elven thing, and I'm actually fine with them worshipping, like, the proto-elementals. Like, they tried worshipping a flame before, kind of screwed that up. Now they've got these, like, you know, four elementals. It's sort of a more oneliness connected to the universe type thing going on. I really dig it, man. Um, So, Bryce, or not Bryce, uh, Martin, what was your reaction then to to seeing, like, the... Um. This, so yeah. so one of the things that has continued to bother me and i'm it it's actually a little more um like prevalent here than it used to be when we were like looking at old elves i think high elves are held back by their default color scheme mm. that um games workshop gives them the, it's the, the right thing blue. to do it looks better like when you use a different medium than miniatures like if you look at how el um how warhammer elves are depicted in the various video games and comic books etc the, the color scheme, when you're allowed to give it more detail and more body, all of that white and blue and cream shows up a lot better. But when you're reading everything, they took a lot of the blue out. Like, there's a lot more of just white and cream across all of the troops. I think because of how Games Workshop photographs its miniatures, it takes away from the potential that these miniatures have. In a few years' time, not even, you're going to see other people who are talented painters just take these miniatures, just replace the white with any color mm-hmm. or use a different backdrop 
and these miniatures are going to have a whole new dimension to them that people just currently can't fathom with the limited scope that we view them right because this is how games workshop advertises the products to us well um, I, otherwise yeah okay I, to that. i've heard some um theories and i are i should say hypotheses uh, about like you know they don't want to make their their advertising painting look 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 too good or it can be intimidating to people who want to like approach the, it's, the model and, and stuff like that. It's mostly to show off all of the details of the model kit. Um, to use just a good example of someone who paints with natural light would be Vince Venturella. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look how he paints a lot of his miniatures, if you tried to use that, like, and this is just not the style that Games Workshop wants to do because they want to sell the kit. Mm -hmm. And like that heavy metal style, which they've inherited over the decades of just like being iconic to them, personal to Games Workshop, yeah. where all it's almost like um, a car show where you want to show all of these details by using extra artificial light. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Just knowing knowing is half the battle in that case of understanding why does this look a little weird? Um, because that was one of the main things about Teclas. People felt that the, um, the depth of composition for Teclas was weird. And then Games Workshop put up a video where you can see the 360 of Teclas and it changes the look of the entire miniature. And it's going to change people's minds again once they see it on the table. Well, I, I mean... As for... Okay. I, I, there, okay. You're, you're right there. I, I feel like it, it just became... It actually happened with, with uh, Ungors for me. Um, mm -hmm. Models I see on Games Workshop sites are very rarely the complete picture when you physically, even a gray plastic sculpt of like an Ungor or like a Bastagor, once you get it in your hand, you go, oh, this is even mm -hmm. cooler. Because you can really yes. appreciate that like three-dimensional extra stuff. Sometimes it's the paint scheme. Sometimes it feels like how they photograph. They're constantly photographing stuff on white backgrounds, which is just like, it, it's still to me, as much as I love Games Workshop, feels like the amateur thing. Get a light box. Put some neutral background behind it. Not white. Come on. And then when you've got a yeah. white mini on a white background... Like, you're losing some of that depth that is well, really going to shine. They, 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 they fixed that a little bit. Like, if you actually scroll through pictures on the web store now, especially newer product, they have it like a color, like almost like a diorama photo of the kit as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Well, the army shots are fantastic. The, oh, yeah. Those, yeah. like, those full spreads they do. I haven't seen a bad army shot of any army. I mean, no matter Correct. what the models are, like those when they do those wide those those wide shots with the, like the terrain, I guess they sculpt in house and stuff just out of whatever was lying around. Those those are those are home runs. I've uh, you yeah. know every every army's got that one they put in. The, they bring in the fog machine too. You know, like those oh, yeah. are stellar. Yep, those are stellar shots. But these you know these plain white on the community site that we get to see, I don't think they do everything full justice. So if you're already on the other side of this, if you're already like hell yeah, and this is what you see, it's going to be even sweeter in person, is yes. all I have to say. Um, Go on. And Continue as, your point. You had as, a point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, as, um, I, I, for me, it was a little harder to get my head around, like, say, the Stone Guard. Um, yeah. I, th I think when uh, Vince was talking about, like, the army terrain, where it's like, just take that ZCAD file and, like, reduce by like 12%, 12 to 15%. Mm -hmm. I think the top, the tops of their helmets, and we'll talk about this a little more later. It's like, this is just a little too big. I like the design. Yeah. I like the, the, the idea of it. Mm -hmm. And games were, and elves have had something like that before, but it's, it's the size of the guy's head. It's too big. 
Yeah. Uh, just, just, just shrink it a little so, bit. So my cheese heads and, here isn't changing your opinion? Uh, yeah, uh, take that Z-Cat file of the cheese hat and change it. Okay, okay, so <laughs> just like, I need to, to wear the kid's size, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as for the cow thing, like, and I, I think that's the main question, which we're waiting on lore for, like from the whole battle tome. Mm. It's like, we, we're, we're used to dragons and phoenixes and lions and unicorns and... Why cows? And I'm still trying to answer that question, but for me, it's just it's a it, it's a lot of like introspective thinking and trying to just like decipher, like because it's like I don't have a problem with it, but I'm always about trying to understand the the art and the design. What made a what made them choose this? Um, and we can't answer that yet. So yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I just, visually, I don't it looks cool. It yet. Visually, it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bryce, do you have any thoughts I on like white the, cows? I like the... Oh, I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, Martin, finish your point, and then, and then we'll have Bryce answer yeah. why, why he, he speculates maybe cows, or what his thoughts are on uh, white cows. Yeah. Um, one of the main things I do like, and this is, just gives me an opportunity to do more of my own thing with them, is I like the, um, the, the, the plane masks, like Selenar has it for the Techless Companion Monster, and at least, and both of the Cow Titans have that, like, sort of porcelain mask. You can, you can make that look really incredible really easily. Right. And I like that it's, it's not actually, excuse me, a cow's, like, head. Yeah. Because these are mountain spirits. We call them cow titans because, I mean, the trailer calls them cows. They, they have the aspect of the bull, but we never actually see, we only see fur, like, on the hands and, like, the, the forearms, and they have hooves. Yeah, on the hooves. We yeah. never actually see... We never actually see the face of these creatures, and I don't think they're supposed to be animals. They're supposed to be spirits, like, of nature, and, like, these divine, like, otherworldly spirits. Well, even, and I think you can do a lot with that. Even, like, as I'm staring at this this mask itself, uh, like, it reads a little bit like a lion to me. It's got the big horns, but you've got this, like, sort of fanned-out mane coming off of what could be its cheeks and stuff like that. Like, I think yeah. it's just some sort of proto-animal uh, when it gets right yeah. down to it. And... And uh, if I can go, like, one step further, with Beasts of Chaos, um, you know, Cygors, Gorgons, uh, both home ruts of kits. They're amazing. Keeper of Secrets has, like, a, a cow-like vibe to it. Home run. Like, I, Games Workshop just hits home runs when they try to make cows, is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, they just get up to the plate and they just can't strike out when they try to make a cow. Like, they're, I don't know if it's, like, one person in their sculpting team who's just, like, obsessed with cows and they just grew up, like, drawing all the cows. Like, they started with, like, the uh, the Chicago Bulls logo and they just drew that all the time and they just expanded from there until, like, they're a master of the cow iconography. Whatever it is, uh, they crush it every time they're to the plate. So I'm... There you go. Whatever, man. Yeah. Bryce, what do you think? Like, uh, make, making... When, you know, why cows, quote-unquote, like, in, in, in parentheses? You don't have to answer the question, but what was your your reaction? Well, I, I definitely think it's to be something different, right? Like, yeah, they could have done a dragon, and it would have been easy and fine. Yeah. But the, the direction they've taken with everything that they've done that's a new piece has been something that's truly unique to them and like it, it we keep calling it a cow it's not like a, it's a it's a dairy cow and it's something pathetic it's a badass bull spirit of a mountain like i i'm fine with it, it mm -hmm. i mean it's an animal it's a, it's a really threatening animal like i wouldn't go fuck with a bull in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> so i i 
I think the reason people are so mad is because it's not a dragon or a phoenix, but mm-hmm. we have dragons and phoenixes. So, I mean that that's a you know like just a learning moment for everybody, which you know expectation is the mother of all letdown. Um, you know you kind of got to go into these uh, new armies, quote unquote, one hundred percent new armies that I've I've started calling them. You know we, you know we didn't really have a precedent for you know some of these armies that are coming out. Um, the challenge I said it early on. Oh, go on. Sounds like someone had something to say there. Um, just a deep breath. Okay. No. Um, the challenge early on is is how do you go for the person who you know grows up loving Tolkien elves? You know, every one of their player characters in Dungeons and Dragons is an elf or half elf. Like you know, they read That's me, man. Right. That's me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And and to go, how do you you know how do you like appease them, but then make something that's you know totally unique and. Now, I, I I think they solved the riddle personally, but I, I hear some pushback and I hear some stuff, and I, I think the problem lies in expectation. That's where I think the 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 divide is, is people yeah. who had expectation for these high elves being these Luminath being high elves, and people who just had no expectation. They're just like, I want freaking elves. I don't care what. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I mean, it's like Tristan, right? Like you loved OBR because you went in thinking it was going to be new death and he went in thinking it was going to be tomb Kings and his heart was broken and your heart was happy. It's yeah. like going in with I, that I, attitude is one of the arguments I've seen is that because we started with the battle line and techless, we got an old world hero, but as a ghost armor, and then we got spiritual successors to silver helms and spearmen mm-hmm. and Teclas. Like mostly people were like Teclas's costume is weird. But we had people had this expectation that oh my it's like old school. This is a new kit of guys on horses, and they kind of look like the old guys on horses. Mm-hmm. And there are horses. And then we get cow titans. But in that <laughs> same preview, they had the banner with the cow, and they said that they hinted to the mountains, and like they they warned yeah, everyone but, what but was coming. Getting, but getting a tree lord, greater demon sized cow titan is new for people. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, it's like I, I'm just trying to set up like what like specific expectations in certain minds were right. set is right. is a source of one of the divisive dividing reasons. Oh, and and I'm not again. I I don't think that the aim of this episode is to change anyone's mind if they don't like Luminary. Right. You you know if you're on this hype train right now, and if you are, you know, join us. We've got snacks, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but like I I do think that there's. You know, Vince, Vince, actually, we've talked about it a couple times now. Vince said on a episode, I think uh, that I was on on Warhammer Weekly, you know, the sort of pre-show, uh, talked about, like, it's fun to, like, hate on an army or hate on, like, characters in Warhammer and stuff like that. And I agree with that. Um, you know, if this is your thing, but, like, that doesn't feel like it's the same type of hate I've been seeing, you know, where it's just like, oh, it's, yeah. look, I hate elves. If your, like, whole take is, like, I hate elves and I hope Slanesh eats them, you know, like, mm, a new, you know, a new item at the buffet. Like, that kind of hate is a lot of fun. But, like, you have story people... Story-appropriate hate. Yeah, story-appropriate hate and, like, meme hate or K- what what I would call in the wrestling world kayfabe hate. You know, the, K- the kayfabe is, hate is, is, is okay. Hating these things, like, on a personal level and the people who, who are excited about it, that's not, that's not okay with me. Um, and... 
you know, if you love these models and then there's people out there who like don't love them and you're like shitting on them that I, I haven't seen it so much with the elves, but I saw it with Osiric Bone Reapers that like gloating, shitting on Tomb Kings players who are like, ha ha ha, you didn't get your Tomb Kings and like giving them the finger. Not okay. You know, that's sort of like taking it to a personal level. We, we've got an army here we haven't seen before. That alone should make you feel great though. I mean, I don't care what side you fall on. We have yet another new army for Age of Sigmar. Like, hell yeah, that's a victory. And now the Sons of Behemoth were finally, like, teased. Another new army for Age yeah. of Sigmar. Like, you're going to find something that resonates with you, human. Uh, dear dear <laughs> yes. listener. Dear dear viewer. But uh, I, I see strong, like, visceral reactions for this army sure. on both sides. Because this is all we have. We don't have rules yet. As soon as rules are people, this this whole discussion of aesthetics is going to yeah. be out the way. Then the hate will switch. Hate will oh, switch yeah. to the rules. Oh yeah, and then it already kind of has, right? We get to fight oh. twice. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, that's the thing is like, there was high elf hate in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. It was, it was, and will always be. The models are still amazing, design and vision. Yeah, perfectly said, Hammer, uh, uh, Herner. Perfectly said. There will be hate. It's fine with that. Like, it's it's fine. Like, you know. People don't like elves, or they do like elves. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about it, but but I do think that Lumineth have solved that, bringing it all the way back. They really did go, here's something that reads as, as high elves to, like, me, a layman. I was like, oh yeah, those look like high elves. My big criticism of the first three three kids spoiled were they look too much like, like high elves. The uh, archers, the... Well, I guess we got the archers a little bit later, but it was the spearmen, uh, the spearmen, the cavalry, and the archers. I'm like, those are just elves. You know, that's what yes. my, my lame outsider brain said. Um, and then, like, we get this sort of, like, fourth sort of foot troop with these uh, Alarith Stone Guard. And I'm like, on board. Like, <laughs> like that was what I, like, these were the ones that were weird enough to do it for me. Um, and that being said, I don't even think they're that part- they're that particularly weird. Um, like you said um, uh, there, Martin, you know, just size down the, like, the weird head part. Um, I say, if, just clip the top off. Honestly, if if you if you don't like it or or swap them, I've I've seen a uh, Photoshop where they just swap the top of the head with the base head and they look great. Like one or, one way or another, I mean, head swaps are the easiest thing in Age of Sigmar to do. Go ahead and grab some white lion heads or something. Like, you know, when it gets right down to it, these are the most dynamically posed models I've seen in this range. Like every one of them's five models, five sculpts, unique poses. Uh, their capes are all blowing in a different direction. Like they actually have di- uh, like a real dynamic vibe to them. We've got dude like, oh, you gonna get it? Pointing with the hammer. Like, um, I I'm on board with these guys. These are these are my dare I say besides the uh, the beefer of secrets. These are my absolute favorites. Like I really like these guys. Uh, and the fix to the if I did have a problem with their helmets, which I don't. I think they're awesome. And I've heard other elf players like elf players are like, oh, you know change the helmets and they're great i'm like no 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 keep the helmets they're fantastic <laughs> like i'm i'm all about the the weird helmets here um but I, i've heard a little bit of martin talk about the uh these these stone guard bryce what was your reaction to them and then and then martin maybe uh uh sort of uh summarize it top it off yeah top yeah it off. top it off yeah so I, I definitely don't mind the helmets like they're they're big pointy helmets with a bull on top that's cool uh, I, at first, I was like hammers. That's a bit of a surprise, but, but you can switch that pretty easy if you don't like the hammers. And I just think like they're 
they're sweet. Like I have no nothing wrong with anything that they've done, and I think that I've always said it, and the you know this is our third time now that I just wanted something different, and this is something different, and it it still feels high elf, but obviously they didn't have hammers, they didn't have bulls, they didn't have bulls on their helmets, so it's different, but it still pays respect. And I think what Martin did here is pretty sweet. That will pop up soon to, to see that like, we'll it's see. really not that different. Yeah. We, we actually have a little, uh, a little, uh, 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 I was going to call it visual a PowerPoint. Aid. We have a little visual aid to kind of go through some of the, like the, the art direction of this army, a little, just a little bit, the, the hammers. I mean, I, so if I can go, uh, in a little bit different direction. I don't like the the quote-unquote racist elves and quote-unquote racist dwarves trope. That is one of my least favorite tropes in all of fantasy. Uh, is, like, we somehow have to have, like, fantasy races have, like, certain, like, uh, you know, paradigms and stuff like that that where they're just like, ugh, you can't use hammers as elves and, like, dwarves don't use swords. You know, I don't like that. I don't, it, for whatever... So an shield used a sword. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, but, uh-huh. like, it, the the point of being is, like, I don't like that, like, sort of, like, racial weaponry thing. It, especially mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to, like, you know, fantasy races 100% brand new. Like, what are you truly drawing from a completely made up? One of the, the <laughs> worst takes I've ever heard is, like, talking about fantasy or to defend, like, Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, it's like it really was. That's why, you know, we're okay with all the weird incest and rape stuff going on. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, it really was in that totally real world of Westeros. Like, that, like, com- like historically accurate to the real place of Westeros that we had? Like, I, it's the dumbest take. And, and yeah. in that same vein, totally fantasy race made up out of nowhere. Being historically accurate makes me want to just, like, I don't know, like... I don't know, not feed my dog or something. Like, do something really mean or evil. (laughs) Okay, okay, we're not there yet. We're not there. (laughs) I usually go to, like, punch a baby. I was looking for a different, like, an alternate to to punch a baby. It didn't didn't work. I I tried it on a little bit. I don't like it. You went too far. I don't like it. Too far. No, no, no. I take that back. I love my dog. She's adorable. Um, She's she's getting old, though. Um, (laughs) I love that you have to keep adjusting your hat. (laughs) It's, It's not... It's not okay, <laughs> but but the, this uh, this is gonna give us the extra views. Um, no, so so I uh, I I actually like these guys. The hammer thing just doesn't even. It's not even a take to me. It's it's not even a. It doesn't move the needle in any either direction. If you're like, oh, they use hammers, and whether you're on the negative or positive side, it it doesn't move the needle for me. I don't care. It's such a lazy take, especially again, weapon swaps are pretty easy too. Like. Grab some white lion axes, have a blast. Um, Martin, uh, you want to finish this uh, finish uh, finish this part of the discussion off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like I think I think it's it's landed for people now that this is not the high elves of old. While there are remnants of the old tropes and like things that we hold um, nostalgic or familiar, there is also an inclusion of the new, mm-hmm. and it's here to stay. And I think that's finally set it, set it, um, like it's sinking in for people that, that we're, we're not just the cow stuff because it's like, we haven't seen the rest of the range. There's probably around, I would say like 20 to, uh, or 15 to 20% left of like all of the kits we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
um, if people are thinking that that last 15 to 20% is going to save them from having to like look at the, the, the Alarith and the mountain sort of aspect of the elves, mm -hmm. I think you're, you're going to set yourself up for even more disappointment there. Right. Um, right. Expectation yeah. being a real monster here, like having right. expectations. Right. Um, um, continue. Yeah. Then I, 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 I think that this is still like, I, th I think the stone guard probably summarized my, my, my sort of, um, idea for the Lumineth overall. It's like, we, we have this even like perfect union of the old, cause there's aspects of sword masters and white lions and dragon princes in here, but then it has themes of the new with all of like the symbolism and the different uh, helmet designs and um i'll talk about this more in a little bit how they changed the way elf armor looks it's still elven it still has similar shapes but the texture composition and where that armor is on the miniature is changed a lot well you, you've got the classic sort of like robes and plate with a little bit of scale thrown in right like it's it's not it's, necessarily but I, yeah. I just i keep wanting to talk about that part yeah we'll, we'll get to that part a little bit later but <laughs> i i love these guys i love the high like neck yeah. guards on them too that's one of the things that i, I truly enjoy about these sculpts is they have that was it a bevel i believe is it's called a, it, it's called a gorgette Go, uh, like the gorgette like i love yeah. that i love that aspect on these models like the the shoulders they've even taken them and like kind of strung them out even further with those points off the like i i i, I really dig it um so then the second sort of uh, uh, teaser we got, then the second reveal we got was actually the box that's coming in. Now, this is just... I, I'm jelly. This feels <laughs> like the way they should do every army. Uh, yeah, Bryce, you want to... be nice. Well, Martin, uh, Bryce, you've been lead, kind of lead hitting for, for most of these. Uh, Martin, why don't you take us through this? This, this is pretty much all we got for, uh, for the second sort of week of previews. We got the box and we yeah. got a rule. Take us through the box. Uh well, so first of all, we have functional faction dice. Like, yes. it was. I, th I think almost like Games Workshop was like almost like a, they were self-aware. I gotta take yeah. my, like I gotta take the cheese head off. Um, I think once they got to the squig dice, I think uh, everyone realized that they were self-aware about how silly like the faction <sighs> dice had become. Yeah. I, um, I, okay, this is the thing I disagree with the most: is functional okay. faction dice, like. Own it. At the point where they were just going so right. freaking ridiculous with it, right. keep going. Just right. like that's like I I was like I was I'm like you know what I hate I hate Dick Dice's uh, that's a Thai uh, Thai Topher uh, <laughs> exclusive name for them. Their TM I'm pretty sure I owe them like some money or something, some residuals for using it. But the the Dick Dice I had come to truly like love. It was one of my favorite memes was seeing how bad the dice were for an army, and like. If you're going to buy the army, you're going to buy the dice. You won't even use them. You're just going to buy them anyway because you're like, I love the army. So they didn't need to be good or functional. But, like, that's the thing I disagree with. You have an army that is the most polar they've ever been, and you didn't go the hardest on making the worst dice? <laughs> they should have been yeah. made out of wind. You should have opened up the little <laughs> box and there was nothing in there and be like, oh, wind dice. Like, ah, so yeah. mad. Or, like, clear like dice... Had clear dice with no pimp they, well, they, 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 they did, they did just a symbol on two sides of it they did for deep kin like they did the clear dice but then oh those like dice the semi, so semi-translucent like the waves instead oh, no, of no. i'm saying i'm saying make a yeah. literal like yeah. plastic box and say there's uh -huh. wind inside of it and then like 
and that's the die you roll. And you've just got like the the symbols on the one and the six. Just as bad as possible. That's what I want. Like, uh-huh. ah, I'm so upset. Them and Z. No, no. This so, is two so, in a row. So may I say the most so over the top di- No one, no one realizes even more than Squig Dice. The most over the top dice Games Workshop ever made were the Night Haunt faction dice because they are the only dice Games Workshop made which glow in the dark. And the last thing you want to do is play Warhammer in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did. I I way derailed you there with my hot take on dice, right. but uh, but I'm right. disappointed. So, so it's, the box. It's the it's box. faction dice. Yeah, it's faction dice that are usable. Um, there's even like there's even more cards. Like I mean, elves were always infamous, like in in Warhammer Fantasy days of like all the spells they would get and like just the, the cards they would get for like their faction lore were just more than everybody else because it was what elves did. Um, so it's, it's interesting that we're getting another fat deck of cards, but there's probably even new stuff that like new game mechanics and stuff that's going to be on there that we don't know yet. Cause there's a reason that there's like 38 to 40 cards in that deck and they're none of them are war scroll cards. So there's stuff in there. That's not, that's more than spells. Um, well, yeah, I mean, people print those, like, fake magic cards and stuff all the time, like, that have the artifacts and stuff, and I'm, I feel like that's probably what they are. They see that, and they're like, well, we can just make them, which I'm yeah. super thankful for, because I don't ever print those, and it'd be nice to have them. Yeah. Just, like, cards Mostly, that say the artifact? Yeah, like, they have, or, like, the spells that you have and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, a lot of people that play here locally by me print, like, and they have stacks of, like, a hundred yeah. things from the book, and then they just hand them to the people they play so they know what the rules are and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. if that's what they are, I'm, I'm pretty I, happy. I, I, I feel you, and that's, that's probably true, but I think there's stuff in there that's, like, a new sort of game mechanic. Because, like well, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, the, the tokens thing? You know, those little, like, yeah. little gemstone-looking dealies that come with the, the token card? And I, I pulled up the first image I found in Google for this. And so you can see the dice. They, they call them, like, a gemstone effect dice. They're essentially, like, a, a semi-translucent yellow die. Yeah. Uh, they've got a, an actual single pip for the one and then a symbol on the six. It, exactly how dice are supposed to be. So <laughs> angry. So mad. Um, anyway, and then you get your, like, pack of cards. Like you said, there's a lot of cards in there. So we're, we're probably getting yeah. some, some so, unique. Yeah. Um, right. But then when I look at the tokens, so the tokens just have essentially some sort of like runic um, aspect symbol on a handful of them. They, the, the aspect doesn't repeat itself. It's just that symbol. Uh, and then you have um, this. You mean, you mean the, pit, the, the little garnish pictures of the different helmets? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe this is because I know, like, just because I, I ask too many questions about how the, the books are made. The, they, they, I don't believe those specifically have significance, but on the other side of those tokens okay. are ability names, and I believe they're showing this side of um, the token, like, cardstock, to limit the amount of information that they're showing to people. Why wouldn't they have, why wouldn't they have just had a blank, unique, or why wouldn't they have just, like, a blank, uh, consistent symbol, then? That saves way more money on printing. Because it's Games Workshop, one of the when <laughs> sure. like, all right, all right, like, I, I I retract, I uh, <laughs> I retract the question. Um, right, they 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 add extra for uh, they add extra embellishments because they can, and mm-hmm. it's it's not. I don't I don't think like I mean it's one of those sharp edges. Huh? Uh, it's it's one of those sharp edges that makes makes their stuff unique and interesting. Right, right. The extra I, embellishment. I, 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 I mean, again, I could be wrong, but generally when they use that stuff, it's just for embellishment. And I mm. don't think deciphering, 
because because they put those in the battle tome just to fill page space it's not just text like all of the borders of the books have mm. like is edged with art um they have stuff to break up paragraphs which are just like little garnish textures and like like the helmet with like the patterns and sometimes like just extra stuff that doesn't mean anything it just yeah. makes the books look better because right. they should there's nothing wrong with that um, especially since books right. are kind of in the collector vein these days you can get your rules for right. free on an app or on the app or on the website the book is a collector's thing it should look great no but these right. these other tokens then have the single sigil of this like sort of gemstone yeah i yeah, feel I, like there's gonna be a resource i feel like i feel like there's gonna be some sort of resource or yeah. or like stacking thing that goes on the guys so we don't know anything about the rules except for one rule, no. and already people are arguing, so I can't wait to talk about that a little <laughs> bit more. But this box, to, to kind of reset the discussion a little bit, this is, yeah. I'm jelly. This is how every launch box should be. It's got the tome in it with a unique, it's it's a special edition battle tome comes with the box. So I'm guessing that just means a full art cover or something like that, right? Like, no, just like um, what we saw with is, the city. It is, yeah, it's it's the same art, but without the title. Right. Like, it's it, uh, it's generally how Age of Sigmar ones. Yeah, this is the EPN the the cover, right? The full art. Yeah. Uh, comes with that, the sort of core rules, you know, the base. We get those with all of our other stuff. Um, but, like, coming with the battle tome, the cars, the dice, the whole, everything I order is three separate orders anyway. <laughs> during a pre-order in one box i'm so jealous this is amazing bryce what what do you have to say about the box the box uh, the, i love the box itself like it's the white box with that super sweet picture of techless where you can just cut that out and have that picture forever right. <laughs> as like a decent sized print that you could like hang on your wall or whatever you want to do so that's cool um i like the box a lot once but it's going to come out before and i'm going to be super tempted to buy multiple of them mm. and it's gonna just be a waste of money you know i'll take the dice off your hand so that i uh at like what, what you assume the msrp to be of just the dice so that well, i can the make dice, a YouTube. i can use multiple sets ah, of dice but multiple books <laughs> I tried. I tried. not so much <laughs> the most so. utilitarian thing dang it all right I tried. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but no i mean i think it's great i'm sure it'll be yeah that right there that's super cool um i'm sure it'll be had a i had a little bit of a discount too i'd have to imagine because they did they acknowledged that i think right that it would be cheaper than buying it all individually um i didn't see that what is it uh it's probably gonna be around 200 dollars. like you've got eltharian in it um simple possible celebrating arrival spiritual successors contains fully customizable kits etc etc i mean you figure that book alone is 80 dollars, right that's what the collector books are 80 or 90 or something like yes. that so like if if the box is 200 and that book alone is 90 you're that's a that's a hell of a deal yeah so yeah i, I i'm for it and and plus you're gonna have the you know the whole fomo thing goes into the marketing people are gonna want to jump on and get that box early because it's gonna it's gonna sell down um gonna be calling a mini stump no i i like it i like that they take they i think there's a really great direction for a start collecting i can't imagine you not needing uh like either of these sort of two troop options like there's oh, gonna yeah. be builds that leans into one or the other but i, I spearmen are probably going to be ubiquitous for the builds you know like eltharian is eltharian going to be the uh the you know the the grenadier the um arch regent the you know is that going to be like only available in this box or, no nah, you think no, they've done away no. with that completely yeah they, uh, they... i mean they're, t they're timed exclusives 
Mm-hmm. I don't and, even uh, think the, you will the be. The only models that are like true exclusives are ones you can buy only at like Warhammer World or events. Okay. Everything else is eventually a timed exclusive unless they explicitly state otherwise. Bryce needs 100 of each to properly face down the legions of the dead. <laughs> 90, 90 of each. <laughs> 90 of each. Let's let's not get crazy. They're not going to be forty man units. <laughs> All right, and uh, and so now now we, okay, models, models, awesome box that I'm jealous of. So anyone criticizing this box, I can only assume it's because that their start collecting box wasn't yeah. this awesome. Uh, because there's no objective reason to dislike this. It's it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we get to the rule. So we get our first our first morsel of rules: uh, lightning reactions. Uh, during the combat phase, when it is your turn to pick a unit to fight, you can pick two eligible units instead of one. If you do so, each of those units can fight one after the other in the order of your choice. I've got takes for days. Martin, what do you think? Do you, like, uh, um, I mean, you... it's, it's just one, it's one piece of the puzzle. Right. I'm really, he- because I want to crack the book, so, like, I, I definitely want to take like my game to the next level with this army um what part of that is being patient and taking like the rest of it in mm-hmm. it says that um it says to me that that um there's going to be a lot more abilities going forward about coordinated attacks mm-hmm. because the um I, th- I think an army is at its best in this game when you build to lean into your allegiance abilities and your synergies and yeah. this allegiance ability tells me that you want to lean into like maxing out what is in combat where and just being able to pair off like i want to be i want to either two get two units on on one big unit or like i i can reliably put something on a flank and like get rid of chaff or or like you you can you can think about combos where this would be favorable Mm -hmm. but i i'm really hesitant to think about it without more context i like it i think that's an important point people rush often to shout the sky is falling whenever they read a single rule uh whenever they read a rule before the faqs come out you know that's another big kind of no-no um you can't we can we can beat the dead horse over and over and over again that gw should release the rules better and yada 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 fine whatever i'm not interested in that they've done it this way for so long where the rules come out and then it's about two weeks and then we get the faq right i don't I almost feel that there's any real merit in talking about the rules prior to that FAQ. Um, that being said, I really like the design space of this. I like what it's telling me because, well, Bryce, I'll let you talk because I don't want to steal your, your thunder. If you maybe are going to touch on some of the stuff I have to say, but what do you, what do you think about lightning reactions? Cause you're, you've well, said you don't care about the rules. Like you're, yeah, you're, no. Yeah. And that's, this, so truly this is, this is where my hype level like takes a step down because I, I, for every faction they preview, I hate this part of it. I absolutely hate it because, like Martin said, it's one of who knows how many rules. Right. And it causes people to freak out and assume this and assume that and all this stuff. And it's like there's going to be hundreds of other things to think about when you're thinking about this. So, I mean, just looking at this as a one thing, super cool. I love fast armies that can charge. And if I can take two units and charge and not have one at risk because I have to pick which one I want to fight with mm-hmm. first... That's really, really cool, and I like it, but it, 
you know, who who knows? Maybe this is a battalion rule. Maybe like could, yeah, could be no a one knows. Rule. It's like could be so a... freaking out over this. I I hate it. I yeah. can't stand. Yeah, yeah. It could could be a five hundred point battalion rule. You know, yeah. like the model a mega battalion rule that you only get in the in the yeah. narrative play game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that's a very important way to sort of curtail your reaction. Is is reminding yourself points are often a very good equalizer for powerful rules. I mean, look at how much people were freaking out over Dark Prophecy with Slaves to Darkness. How many hot takes were made around Dark Prophecy? And it's like, yeah. who's, act, uh, COVID aside, really wasn't, like, stealing tournaments for, like, those, like, three months where we got to play with the rules, right? Like, sorry. Um, so it's important to temper it. But, but I'm going to go a little bit different direction here because I like the headspace this is in. So you talked about, like, charging with two units. You know what that immediately reminds me of? The, uh, the dragon. Station of Bastion? No, Order, Order of Draconis. Order of, oh, yeah. Order of Draconis. Order of Draconis, yeah. where essentially, like, the whole army, you're taking the Quicksilver potion, even the older uh, versions, versions of Age of Sigmar, to essentially, like, trigger two dragons charging you and fighting you. Like, you have this spiritual successor rule in lightning reactions with that. Which is, I think that's fucking awesome. It's saying, here is new elves. This is that, that trick that was sort of a... A, a patchwork familiarity we built with taking leftover stuff and like an accidental interaction and going, here's a deliberate interaction riffing on that. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Furthermore, you, you get to like kind of kill two birds with one stone with a rule like this. I hope this is the generic army rule, quite frankly. I hope it's not on a battalion. I hope this is their generic army rule, like Locus or whatever, Locus of Diversion or... Uh, Pretty sure it is. Pretty sure it's I, like I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that's... Yeah. So, but, but what it also does is it says elves are sneaky fast and elves are tactical, which are two very flavorful, the best rules in the world. I don't care how powerful they are. The best rules in the world are the ones that play how it should feel, right? Like this, this feels elven to me. If they were going to pick one, one rule without any context whatsoever to preview for me, and I, I will gladly eat these words later. I'll write them down on a piece of paper and I'll eat it on live <laughs> On live Rantcast, I will eat that piece of paper. Um, if they were going to choose one rule in that whole battle tome to say, these are elves now, this is the one. Because for me, it just, it brings it all home. The tactical, like, uh, synergy that Martin was talking about a little bit, like, it shows that, like, that tactical mindedness of the elves. It shows two of them attacking at the same time, so you get the speed too. And then do it without always strikes first. I love it. I love it. Now, that's not to say that they could potentially have an artifact or some other stuff that give them always strikes first in the battle tome so we're back into those react back into those activation wars again um don't uh, don't mistake me this is certainly a activation ability that's going to play with how you think about activating your army but it's not doing anything brand spanking new it's just doing it it's doing the same thing everyone's always been familiar with twice this is good design versus uh you know, always strikes last in the spreadsheet we end up with because there's always strikes last and always strikes first <laughs> and when they activate. Yeah, that whole spreadsheet. This is simple. It says, when you pick an a, eligible unit to fight, oh, it must be eligible. Then they fight. Like, it says what it does on the fucking rule. <laughs> um, it's perfect for me. And, and the counterplay then becomes obvious. I'm going to try to deny you, my opponent, two meaningful activations. One, I, if I get the charge and I outposition you, I still get that priority activation that I earned. I get to fight with my awesome unit first, and then you can activate two of your units, whatever. Right? 
So I'm going to theoretically prioritize targeting the correct units of yours to fight to make sure I take them out of the fight before you get your two activations. It's all on the rule. All straight up. Like, there's no secrets or there's nothing hiding it. Now, the nuance is going to come with how your other rules play with it. I look forward to that. But on its face value, I go, this is a good rule. I know how to play around it. I know what they're going to try to do to me. I like that a lot. Um, I, like, I like that. I really do. I, I really enjoy this. And again, the, the fluff side of it, which I think isn't what's being talked about right now and everybody's outrage, it feels so elven to me for three very specific reasons I just gave you. Dragons, uh, fast, tactical. Perfect. Ooh. Wow, and Soren punctuating my words hey. with five gift subs. Thank you so much, <laughs> man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, um, but but everything that you guys said is true. Um, it's hard to make a mountain out of a molehill. We don't know points. We don't know what other rules are in the book. You know, what if this is the only rule they get as a faction? They get nothing else. Do they feel <laughs> overpowered at all? You know, it's it, it, all that stuff is important to to, to kind of quantify. Um, riffing off of what Martin said there, I would love to see them play around with like, if you activate this unit first as part of your sequence then this unit gets a buff and and then the the buff is the inverse if you activate them in the reverse order for like a defensive versus an offensive sort of steroid i would love to see some some like some design in that space i think that'd be cool too but i don't have any expectation we'll <laughs> right and a thousand biddies besides with the with the corgi uh, animated gif um and this is the the tri corgi episode so thank you so much there sorry do you guys have any more thoughts on the on this here? I've got to take a on-call shift call. No. Are we still live? Are we still live? We're still live. Okay. <laughs> this is where we entertain where we entertain yeah. the crowd. All right. So, what do you what uh, are you working on any elves recently, Bryce? Uh yeah, I got thirty-seven swordmasters in front of me right now that I'm just trying um, to knock out. I've been building some of. Um, uh, what I like to call my temporary lumineth, yeah, where yeah. Um, like I was painting that that um, that prince this week, and I'm building uh, five to six archers, and then a handful of spearmen, and then I'm going to do the color tests on them this week. Nice. And the goal is um, for Nova to bolster um, a lot of my army with like these old school models until I have like the time to yeah. paint. Like, cause I also, um, uh, circumstances of current events willing run my own GT in October, which means I have to paint all that scenery. Yeah. And as much as I want to like take the, take Lumineth to tournaments and whatnot, like painting that scenery does come first, making sure that my event is as, uh, like fun and worthwhile for all of the attendees as possible. And so just painting all that scenery is going to eat up more time from this army. Yeah. And so like, at least for early days, like the troops, like the, like the spearmen, the archers, the silver helms, like on the right bases and the bases are going to look as cinematic and visceral as can be in terms of like what I want for their effect. Um, it's just going to be old school models pretending to be the new <laughs> Lumineth for a little while mixed yeah. in with my troops until I can replace them. And so that's what I'm going to work on right now. Because who is, unfortunately, like, we don't know how long Games Workshop's going to be closed. And yep. then when that box comes out, we're not quite sure how long it's going to be from when the, the start. Oh. Nope. 
He didn't mute himself. Andrew, you're unmuted. <laughs> I don't know oh, how to tell him any other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, like, so we don't know how long it's going to be between the Lumina starter box and when, like, the regular kits just start coming yeah, exactly. in, 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 into circulation. So I feel yeah. like, and just to scratch that painting itch, and, like, I've been trying so many things. Um, I've been trying this new... Um, uh, Tamiya soil texture, which is like oh, okay. games, work games Workshop texture paints, but like a lot more realistic. Okay, he's back. Nice. Way to like on the cuff like that. <laughs> way to go, guys. <clears throat> Thank you. Way we're, to we're experts. Way to bail me out. Y'all, y'all are familiar with Rankess. This is why we brought in veterans during an on-call shift week. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> it was a false alarm. <laughs> Nobody, nice. nobody is currently buried in a mine shaft, so I don't have to run out um, <laughs> on my own broadcast. Yeah, so uh, rules, uh, rules being what they are. Um, wait, if you really want to have a hot take and be mad about it, wait until after the FAQ. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy. Um, otherwise, like this, what I really want to, want to kind of uh, sort of bring home these, like, sort of these two weekends. Now, the second weekend didn't feel as like uh, big as I had personally expected, but as I look at the two kind of like, you know, just from an Age of Sigmar standpoint, I, I don't really have enough depth in the other systems tease to tell you how big of a reveal it was overall. Um, but like, if, well, I, if I, if I just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Um, they said that all of this, all of what we're seeing right now was supposed to have been revealed at Adepticon. They had planned a two hour show. Right. And that just, is all the more devastating that we did not get that. Uh, yeah. And because the factory and the warehouse and their headquarters is closed for everyone's safety during this crisis, they have devised a way to keep the hype generation going by stri stretching out this preview. Now the rest of the Warhammer community is feeling what Lumineth fans have been feeling since the Las Vegas Open. That's or, just how it's going to be. Or yeah. what Ossiarch Bone Reaper players felt not even August, close. August to November. No. No, not even close. no, you didn't, you, not even, you didn't that, even no. know what your army was called. Yeah, we've been out for three months the... now. Right, fair enough. And we're still like three months away. Yeah, right. Oh man, this I, yeah, that's brutal. No, what I wanted to say though is, uh, first off, big reveal is is clearly a pun. Come on, giants. Uh, come on. Yeah, it's so obvious. But second of all, uh, the the point I was trying to make was actually like I wasn't personally hyped for Lumineth until this these these back to back weekends. Um. I don't know. It's it's completely a subjective thing. You know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for not feeling the hype, but I got a rule, which I want rules. I am the guy. Like, this army's not my army, so I don't... The, the sculpts will, like, move the needle in various directions on, like, I can't wait to play against that. But it takes a, a drastic... It's not a reveal that makes me want to play a different army, you know? Like, for me, personally. It's, uh... I know I'm a death player, and I've got a vacation home built with, with Beasts of Chaos. It took me months <laughs> to commit to Beast of Chaos as my quote unquote second army, right? Like I, I was. It, it took me a year. It took me over a year to to commit to Beast of Chaos as a second army because I'm like everyone's got at least two armies. I should have a second army too. Which is my second army going to be? And I wasn't. I didn't know what to play for my second army for a very very long time. It was the puzzle of Beast of Chaos that enticed me. And finally, if I, we play that same uh, thing, oh go ahead. Uh, just two final thoughts. It's like uh, one. The time for rules discussion will come. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. But it is not yet. Can't wait. Um, yeah. 
and and two, all art is subjective. It's like I I don't feel like people have to justify to anyone else what scratches their itch for them in this hobby. Mm-hmm. It is your hobby. Go for what you want. Uh, coach in there. Sup, legends. This show is a Wednesday treat. <laughs> Welcome, coach. Um, I think there's a um, how do I put this? Like, there is a. You know, start with the models, really. Like, that that's a big, big, big yeah. point for me, is start with the models. So what you were saying there on the on the tail end there, um, start with the models. Like, the models are going to be the first gauge of whether you know you, you you want to get it on an army to begin with. You know, I loved Best of Gores at the forefront, and then it's like, well, but are they good? Was really my riddle for Beasts of Chaos, right? And then I gradually yeah. solved that riddle. Did I want to play this or that? Um, if, I, if I get rid of my Beasts of Chaos... To build a second vacation home, because naturally I would have to fund that other vacation home from from all my sweet death armies. Um, I would be tempted to do Lumineth. I'm not gonna lie, like because no army has has like personally excited me in a way since. Uh, you know, I was happy Daughters of Cain. Um, it's been Gloomspite Gits and Lumineth for me. Uh, the thing that stops me from ever playing Gloomspite Gits is uh, I don't want to play a Horde army that of that size anymore. And I know I would have to, and I'm just like, yeah, no, not for me, man. Um, and with this army, it's like, there are so many elf bros out there that, like, they're good. <laughs> they don't need me. And so it's like, but but I do want to vicariously experience this army. And again, I'm the totally neutral, uh, like, the neutral party here. This army, for me, is one of those armies, like, I, I just, I, that I think... Regardless of how I feel about elves, I want to see it on the table. And that's the thing I just keep coming back to is, like, I just want to see this army on the table. So I hope people embrace it and I hope people play it. And they're going to. But, like, I just. Yeah, they will. I, I, Bryce, man, like, I, you're, you live, you know, an hour away from me. I'm like, as soon as you get these guys, road trip. <laughs> like, I'm coming up. I'm like, Bone Daddies versus Lumineth. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, COVID, COVID willing, right? But uh, it's just, this is an army that, that has. A lot of the gears turning for me personally because I think it's a very interesting harmony between old world and new in a way that none of the armies have been so far. And to that end, we've got a nice little visual aid here that that Martin actually put together here of this sort of like synthesis between the old world, the new, the old world, and and the the mortal realms plus artistic stretching your artistic wings and kind of. You, you know um so it, it's on screen now I, it is I on screen now. It. it is on screen so, now. yeah all right so the first thing i wanted to do because um uh one one of the things i like to think at least i have some knowledge in is art history and um like understanding why um or like where a lot of this comes from in terms of the art that inspires the sculptors and the artists to create what we know as warhammer and again, this is this is I I don't want to have claim any definitive knowledge. It's more like I know what I'm looking at when you start to break down certain things, and it's I think easy to break down the change, um, and like a lot of this is comparing the old to the new. Um, so on the left, like this is these are the two book covers. Let's just start there. You have the last High Elves book cover, which was painted by Paul Dayton, and then you have the the um, oh God. I'm blanking on his name now. Um, hold on one moment. I'm going to go to, can people still see me? All right. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Mark Holmes. There we go. 
Uh, so the new, the new Battletone cover, was paint, which we saw this week, was painted by Mark Holmes. And I just put next to him the other Battletones he's painted. Of, I think there was actually a few, including the Maggotkin of Nurgle book, the new Flesh Eater Quartz book, and both the first and second Sylvaneth books. So Paul Dainton has worked for Games Workshop for many number of years. His art is there's some of the most iconic portraits and paintings in Warhammer lore, which includes the, the old High Elves book cover. Mm-hmm. was painted by him and then you have another veteran artist who painted so it's like this is um this is this was gi- not given to someone new it's mm-hmm. not like they they really just said you know what we're gonna just start from scratch give this to all new people and not do any of sort of this stuff justice it's it's it i this was not handled without care mm-hmm. um and this is also a good thesis because we have we have the two elves right here. Uh, first thing to notice, like as we change from from old to new, um, is that they took away a lot of the 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 lamellar scale, like you know the the famous like scale coats that a lot of the elves wear, mm-hmm. which um, and they they kind of cha- they made it smaller, they made it decorative, they they took that metallic texture away. So we just have this plate armor, and we have a lot of a lot more cloth. And just we keep a lot of the similar silhouettes with the tall helmets and the garnishes and 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 detailing and like that. But it's it... Bryce, you you can chime in too if you if you see anything where it's like, what's what's the same but also what's different? The blue can you cape see it? Is, is like yeah. totally yep. unfurling behind them both in right. a very similar sort of sprawl. Even like it, it's it's kind of. It's that stood out immediate thing, to me. Is is yeah. it's such a um, minor detail, but yeah, continue. If if you um, I didn't include this picture, but it's it's available everywhere. On the cover of the Illuminate starter box is Paul Dainton's portrait of Teclas, and the cape for Teclas is almost the exact same shape to evoke that imagery of the High Elves of the past. That's it's it's right. So like how the cape look, <laughs> to the, how the cape is flowing behind the high elf on the old codex is how the cape is flowing behind Teclas, because he painted both things. Yeah, one hundred percent can confirm. I just yeah. uh, for those of you on pure audio, I just flipped over to the uh, the box cover for the Lumineth Realm Lords. Uh, yeah, it's the same. right? One hundred percent can confirm. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's kind of in. It's flipped, but it's it's the same sprawl. Right. It's got that same yeah. sort of horizontal and, line tilted, like well, amazing, amazing. And um, yeah, Bryce. Before we go in, like to the the next slide, because it's like this is this is not supposed to be like. I just wanted to show people. It's like, I my mind is blown right now. By the way, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's absolutely <laughs> like I I just full on like uh like Bill Nye the Science Guy like double explosions. Wow, gotcha. right, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, continue. Before before we move on, Bryce, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, and I I think with the, with the helmet too, like obviously the bullhorns are different, but they still have that curvature of the phoenix wings that are on the helm. So like it it feels similar, although it's pretty. I mean, it's obviously very different, but it still has that feel, and you know, well, pays homage uh, to it in the way. A a universal trope, and by trope, like beyond Tolkien, just like straight european mythology of hell elves who depicted are always having this harmony with nature even at their most wicked and twisted like the dark elves or the daughters of cain they are still at one with some aspect of nature in that like the serpent and the harpy and like these even these mythological like 
violent creatures, these predators, they still take an as that, that aspect of nature into their own art, design, and costumes. And I don't think that really has changed. They just picked up a cow or a bull instead of um, more, I would say, traditionally high elven creatures. Um, yeah. Well, like the um, the proto, I, I'm like I, the proto animal thing of the of the mountain. It, like I just, I'm I'm for it. Um, oh, one yeah. one thing I'd love to point out is, well, two things I'd love to point out is is one the colors and two these gemstones. So these gemstones in the foreground of this of the uh, of the uh, new battle tome, those yeah, are very yeah, those are similar to the uh, uh, to the tokens in the box set. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Aether quartz. This is it's this, aether quartz. It's aether quartz. <laughs> this is not an accident. Okay, so it's aether <laughs> sure. quartz. Yeah, I, right. I get not it, an it, elf player. It, it, yeah, can confirm or GW <laughs> did confirm it's aether quartz. Yeah. yeah. So this aether quartz, they did this on purpose. Uh, you also have the uh, sort of legionary, uh, legionnaire style like uh, spearmen, elves, kind of in the backdrop, kind of fading into this yeah. mist. I mean, in both photos, we have a mountain. Uh, or in both covers, we have this mountain rising up behind. And then we have this mist-like sort of, like, uh, uh, scene. Uh, right. In the new cover, you have this more scintillating colors, cornucopia mist thing going on. And and then you have the more muted sort of classic, like, Frazetta-style, like, pseudo-oil painting. Um, right. Uh, yeah, one of one of the things, and this is, this is actually explained to me by an artist, because I have a friend of mine who's a professional artist for a living, and I showed him a lot of Paul Dayton's art, and he's telling me, it's like, this is what he's doing. And this is what it's called. Apparently, it's called imitation impasto, where you where you create brushes in Photoshop to create the the um, equivalent of an oil painting, where you're like having impasto is the buildup of paint. We don't want that on our miniatures because we work on acrylics generally and not oils. Um, but it's if if you ever look like at an old master oil painting, if you look at it real yeah, close, like you'll see was amazing at it. Right, that that physical buildup of paint mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, Paul Dayton specifically has the style where he sketches, like if you look up any of his Warhammer art from 40k to, to Age of Sigmar or, or his personal stuff, it's he, he builds shapes and these silhouettes, particularly in the background, with just these brush strokes. Up in the cover, um, for those who remember Old High Elf lore, um, he's, uh, this, this elf is supposed to be standing in front of Eagle Gate, which are one of the five gates which protect and um, separate outer Ulthwin from inner Ulthwin. And he just creates an illusion of it in the background, just with those brushstrokes. Mm -hmm. And people have been latching onto, um, in, um, at the bottom of the Teclas portrait, um, there is, um, and he just sketches in with these brushstrokes, um, other characters which are not supposed to be important. And he just fills mm -hmm. the, the, the outsides of these characters with red herring. And there's a Dawn Rider, because it's an elf, and like you can see a little bit of the horse head just barely in frame. But it has a new helmet on it, and people are thinking, oh my god, that's a new kit. <laughs> it's generally not his style, because he painted the Stormcast Eternals uh, army book cover as well. And in that, he has a very King Arthur style with like, there's the guy in the front, and then behind him on this hill, you have like four or five guys, or like his posse, waiting for the hero to be done posing for the camera before they go back to killing bad guys. And one of those guys <laughs> yeah. is is um, there's a stormcast on foot with a spear, and there is no war scroll where there's a stormcast on foot with a spear. And people are like, "What is that?" 
it's it's just a red herring he likes to put in his art I mean, to at, make it unique. At, at some yeah. point, like, you could see Games Workshop making a model for it, but the sure. artist intent was not... That's the art inspiring Correct. them and not right. the other way around. Right. Yeah, um, right. one thing I want to go back to, though, is with the color usage, is you do have that Frazetta, that impasto, like, uh, sort of classic fantasy feel. And with the the newer cover... I feel like it's got like it's gotten brighter and more that fantasy's fantasy that term that totally stolen from Frank of Chat Gang uh, and now made famous by Haywo on his his recent army video series. The like, detail is more substantive. I, I just wanted to I, I just wanted to use both covers like um, I know we've broken down like the art style is like similar. I just wanted to show like how similar the costumes are from so, old and new. I, I just like, feel like um, this is not on accident though. This is a very deliberate. Like I don't oh, yeah. think the the uh, the artist of the new covers like totally riff like ripping off the other one. I think they're riff. There's a there's a deliberate intent to like capture yeah. an essence though, and I think yes. it it's it's it succeeds for me. Like I'm looking at the capes. I'm looking at this sort of vertical composition. I'm looking at that sort of uh, mountain plus mist. I'm looking at the standing on the greenery in the foreground. All that's missing is like corpses in the front <laughs> and arrows you know sticking up but yeah. then you've got that aether quartz instead like uh, this is i mean i mean I, I i like it again i'm not here to sell anybody that if you you know if, if you illumineth aren't hitting home for you uh you know i'm not here to sell you that they should but i am here I to say see. that yeah games workshop didn't make them on accident you know like this there was a deliberate yeah. attempt to make something great um right Continue, Martin. And, and not so different. Like, if we go to the next slide in a, in a shortly, I will I will break down where it's like, because I've seen the argument online and um, where it's like, these are not my elves. Mm -hmm. It's like, but they, they might just be your elves if you look closely enough. Bryce, because anything? there was some... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Like, uh, Bryce, anything Bryce. to add to the covers before we move on to the next slide? No, I think that, I mean, we've pretty much nailed it here. And then the Aether Quartz thing... Um, Man, see, like, my, my, my brain just wants to talk about rules. <laughs> like, and speculate, because my brain is thinking. There's no room for rules here. That's I, episode four. I'm sorry. Episode four of the <laughs> episode. Episode four, we'll talk about rules. Episode four, we'll talk about I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next slide. <laughs> All right. So, so right here are, um, I, I, I took, like, each of the units we've seen so far. Not including the characters, because the characters we can talk about at a later date, especially when we know what they do. For on, and like they're the lore, huh? Uh, on screen for those of you in pure audio, yeah. we've got the the spearmen and the archers right now. Yeah. So, uh, spearmen um, on the top, archers on the bottom. Continue, Martin. Um. So it's so it's like it's it it was pretty clear, I think, from from the outset that what we were looking at was the spiritual successor to these main troops, which for certain, like for like the the wardens are the spearmen. The Sentinels are the Archers. Um, but I think there's an overarching theme. Um, I'm not going to read the bullet points, like, because people can see the bullet points. Like, if you want to just go I'm going to go ahead and read them real quick. Yeah. yeah. So for the, for the Spearmen, uh, it says, Conical Helm switched for Rounded Helm crowned by fan-shaped plumage. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, honestly, the plumage did a really good... I won't go into the thoughts. Uh, Lamellar uh, male skirt removed... Retained texture as decorative garnish over shoulders and, and groin. 
Yeah, and then you got little triangle patches of it. Yeah. And then my favorite detail is actually this final bullet point, which is the shoulder plates added. So like, this is a detail I love because for me, like huge shoulder plates that make no sense is like a super stylistic. Uh, I mean, this is Final Fantasy VII right here. Like, why is Cloud wearing the one huge shoulder pad? It doesn't make sense. It's just awesome. You know, like, it's just, for me, it's that fantasy's fantasy. So, I like that that detail. And then for the archers, we have uh, chest armor, asymmetrical plates on right shoulder and a long left leg. Um, And then new bow design. Uh, This is a very Age of Sigmar bow design for me. A triple bow? Come on. That's cool. It just gets three. What's better than ab bow? Three bows. It is not historical in the slightest. It yeah. is pure fantasy. Yeah, this is pure fantasy. I think it's awesome. The triple bows, the tri bro, the tri bow. Well, because they're three times as good as you. That's a haughty elf thing. It's, <laughs> uh, and then metal helmet added, top by feather uh, decoration, which is uh, of course they had these like circlets with the feather out coming out of it before, as opposed to like a full on helmet. Uh, so yeah, th- those are the bullet points. You want to take us back through these these spearmen then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so like there's there's a thing where it's like they wanted there to be less metal on mm. um the 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 luminous, like as a whole because mm-hmm. it's like um as someone and Bryce could probably like concur as just paint there's a lot of metal on elves and they wanted to make sure that there was less um I personally think that they were a little fed up with is that a great sorter is that a great sorter yeah right yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. all metal yeah, swordmaster yeah just all metal and. Yeah, yeah. Sword we're, we're 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 are the swordmasters on the next slide. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but like if it's just you have all of the plate armor and then you have the 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 scale mail, especially like on the newer guys like the swordmasters, which were a 2010 kit, and the phoenix guard. You have like the metal sleeves, and then you have this metal skirt, and you have a little bit of cloth like at the ankles, and then the feet. And so it's like elves. Elves were pretty like heavily armored in terms of their texture composition for how glass cannony they were. And I think at the beginning of Age of Sigmar, this is this is getting into just pure pure speculation, but I think it makes sense to me. Um, is that a lot of uh the Age of Sigmar, like the first year sort of factions, which were like Stormcasting Corn just dominated like the like just the public eye for everything that came out new for Age of Sigmar. And like, if you go back and look, it was it was plate. You had um, leather, and then you maybe had a little bit of skin, and that was generally it for both factions. And I think there was a decision made to not have that be so prevalent with the elves because they retained so much of their silhouette. If you look at the spearmen in particular, you still have the long skirts as as like the lower half of their torso but they've taken all of like the metal and just condensed it they gave them shoulder armor the the helmets while they're not as pointy like they they they, they're thicker and more reinforced um the shields have more detailing on them including like the addition of scales at the bottom of the shield oh that's beautiful yeah i i think that's just like we're filling space we didn't want it to be a solid like just one color or one texture and then with the elves, it's like first of all, um, I'm I I don't think I'm gonna make anyone angry here. The high elf archer kit is one of the ugliest games. Oh, it's kits. so bad. Yeah, and the so they were due. <laughs> they were due for an update. I don't think you really could have gone wrong with how you update archers, but they actually gave them armor. Uh, but they didn't give them scale armor. They gave them like these pieces of plate armor with all of that elaborate trim. And well, it could be hard leather. It could, be, it could be like an old school hard leather armor too, though, like hardened leather plates. 
Or they, they'd actually the, 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 everything they'd... that they paint that that pearly white is 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 steel. Oh, fair enough. Um, um, and if you notice, like for the, they do with the um, the scale, the, the triangular scale mail, instead of it being these long skirt sheets, it's there's a triangle at the groin and at the shoulders, and I believe every elf troop has that in one way or another in yeah. this army. Yeah. So it's less metal to paint, which is cool. You're going to be painting either more plate armor or more like like cloth. You're not going to just be painting all of those little scales because to paint it right and highlight those right, it's a bitch. Well, I'm I'm out of my hobby depth here. Uh, with you two, you're, okay. you're you're two great hobby heroes in our community and abroad. Um, this feels like a really good change from like a, a heavy metal for uh, army to a range of textures and materials for like the person yeah. who truly wants to like dive deep on on painting. I think that that's a cool yes. that's a really cool hobby direction first of all. And second of all, we go on the fluff flavor the the lore side of it. It's one of those rules that exists in like RPGs and stuff is if you wear heavy army armor you're not magical or whatever like heavy armor tends to interfere with casting spells and so on and so forth. That was forth. actually that was actually a rule in old Warhammer. Mages couldn't take magic armor unless they were like a chaos wizard. Right, and so like this, this even nods to that like, um, like their newer sort of envisionment with like uh, being one with nature a little bit more again, like yeah, less metals and more and more like cloth and more free free like that lends itself to like the whole wind vibe and the nature vibe and stuff like that. So you have like a, a sort of a one two punch here of the model's aesthetic reinforcing. The lore but then also just like general gameplay or general like hobby wise making it more engaging and fun to to paint these guys i think that's i think yeah. that's really cool bryce you you gotta have be holding on to a couple of comments at this point man oh i'm so thankful to not have to paint models that are half scale male ever again in my life after this comes out i love painting cloth <laughs> so i'm thankful there's a lot of cloth um and i just i th i think that all the changes are obviously we've talked about them and they are a lot different but look at that spearman mm -hmm. compared to the spearman on the furthest left in that rank of spearman mm -hmm. they don't and look tell me those they? tell me those models don't look alike like mm -hmm. that you could put that unit obviously it's going to be way taller but if you put that model in that unit you wouldn't even notice it well the posture so. yeah the posture is like like there was a very deliberate attempt to to pull that that visualization in like they still have the, the the helmet height but they substituted out like the classic cone head and i'm sorry it looks like the cone heads from the 90s movie this like sort of like purely <laughs> yeah, silly was, the point like they, they 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 shifted out this like purely silly thing to something it's still got like a weird like sort of swoop back sort of bucket vibe to like the core helmet but then for that extra height instead of like just having an artificial cone they're like oh yeah plumage you know head headgear you know you know we have like it, that that's that's cool it's awesome it gives you something extra to paint to hobby but it also still keeps that sort of visual height that you you want to see from your elves you want those like quote-unquote pointy elves and you've got this this plumage like and i don't know it's cool and like there is a range of like plumes across the the uh models too which i think also helps give you that that visual interest you want when you're looking at a unit of 10 or 20 of these guys um plus the poses are yeah. the the poses oh, yeah, are, no. are way more dynamic <laughs> yeah 
Um, Anything to add, Bryce, before we move on to the next one? No, you guys are just crushing it. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. So <laughs> um, the next one, the next one, I could talk about all day because this is like my favorite unit. This is probably my favorite kit that Games Workshop has ever produced. Am I going to and, the next slide, or am I about to make fun of the archers? Yeah. Uh, you can make fun <laughs> of the archers all you want. Okay. Like, um, yeah. Okay. The because like you won me over by the way. Yeah. You you won me over by the yeah. way. Uh, you did. Uh, I look at these old archers and I'm just like, <laughs> and like I'm throwing up a little bit in my mouth uh, as I yeah. look at them. Uh, but the new archers are the only model that I don't like because I hate their helmets. Uh, oh yeah, they look Dr. Seuss, I get it. I totally oh yeah, Dr. Seuss. Like, uh, Cindy Lou Who, immediately. I'm just like, right. what the hell? Um, I, I totally get it. I but, totally get it. Like, I love the bull helmet, by the way. I'll, I'll go on record. I think the bull helmet, <laughs> it might be oversized and, and silly. Love it. Love it. This, these, these archer helms, man, I'm not about them. But, but I get it, though. Like, the... The the arrow they're actually almost like kind of replicating the, uh, uh, you know like a, uh, the the pl the plume on the end of the arrow. It's not called the plume. Fla uh, flashing. Fletching. Fletching on the end of an arrow, right? Yeah. Like yeah, fletching um, with an e. Fletching, yeah, the fletching on the end of an arrow. Like they're kind of like paying a nod to that. I get what they're doing here. I just don't like it. No sir. All right, all right. Done memeing on the archers. I had to get. I had. I've been holding on to it for like weeks. Yeah. Making fun of their Cindy Lou Who helmets. If, uh, if we, if you really want to talk about how ridiculous the bow is, just someone tag no. Shadowversity on Twitter and he'll yell at it. It's no, fine. I, I love the bow. I love it. That uh, no, I'm like, did it even like? Oh yeah, three strings wouldn't work at all. Like my brain didn't even go no, there. No, well, it's it's three strings on <laughs> on well, top. First of all, it's three yeah, strings three on strings top, on not top. three strings. Yeah, <laughs> three strings that connect to one. So one. yeah, it's That's like what pure what physics. Is yeah. I'm I mean, just glad. I'm just glad we have bow strings at all. Yeah, like, for exactly. Decades, yeah. People oh, had to hey. be used to like. Huh? Oh yeah, there's no bow strings on the. I didn't even notice on the models to, to the side of them. Almost no, all uh, bows because, have no strings. Yeah, right. It's like we're talking only within the past year has Games Workshop been able to create technology where they can add when they oh. add the bow. Oh, so this is just Games yeah. Workshop flexing on people. They're just going yeah, like, we it, can add. <laughs> Four Not only can we add strings, we can put four on yeah. one bow. On one bow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Asymmetrically. <laughs> what a flex. Okay, never mind. Uh, the yeah. bows are twice as good as I thought they were before. Because math. Yeah. With the helmets taking mm -hmm. away, but then yeah. the the bows. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So your yeah. favorite, this is your favorite sculpt. Um, Bryce, we Dog. actually, this was the first sort of like point of contention. It was, I was like, they're just horses, right? That was my... Uh, like, yeah. I wish that they were, like, lions or something that they were riding before. So this is the first uh, point of contention I had for, like, the Lumineth teasers. Not that I'm like, oh, I'm the worst. They have just horses. I will never <laughs> buy this. Art. It wasn't that. It was just like, oh, weird that they went with just horses. Maybe y'all can make me a believer why they went with, with just horses right now. Uh, no, I, I just think, like, the composition, the poses, just, just like, how they look. Like, I, I'm just sold on just just how they're presented i i i'm not going to try and sell you on the horse thing like, oh, just the horses all right we, yeah well well just just as a, before we get into the bullet points it's like i get it we we were used to stormcast getting the whole zoo and <laughs> everything that from godzilla ponies to <laughs> like the jurassic park frankenstein of bird lizard hell yeah horses <laughs> like like chocobos almost feel low fantasy compared yeah. to yes it this stuff it's great and right and then we, and then we got like the pegasus goat for the leader on the wizard no one takes um 
and it's so we're we're used to all of that and then the only like like we get chaos knights it's like well we're trying to recreate chaos knights this is supposed to be like our own version of the posse of thulsa doom from conan the barbarian no one's really saying well why are they still on horses because it's like well this is how chaos knights look this is how they've always looked and then all of a sudden we get just elves on horses not horses with six eyes not horses with <laughs> six, six like legs little little odin riff right. like come on <laughs> right the only thing they do differently is that they braid the tail hair to just change how the silhouette reads Mm, that's mm-hmm. it yeah right i forgot to add that as a point but i ran out of room on the page anyway right anyway, so anyway that was my yeah so getting into the bullet points uh they they braid the uh the tail hair oh i uh, did put that in there no i said it right now to cover for okay. you <laughs> <laughs> they would have never known man they would have never known you just ruined it um uh-huh. so yeah braid the tail hair uh uh lamellar uh, sk- uh skirt removed non-metallic elements of costume replaced with metals uh, can you expand on that one real quick? What do you mean by non, like, so, so, like the so greaves and stuff? To, well, yeah, yeah, like some of the greaves, and, um, silver helms, silver helms are also as notoriously, like, goofy, because they're, they're from that era of, like, when the archers were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, their, their gloves are, like, the size <laughs> of, like, a bucket, and it's, it's, like, leather should be this pillowy, come on. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, you can you can just tell like certain certain textures are just like blocked in like if you look at the barding on the horse mm-hmm. it's just like the square is terrible yeah All right it's yeah. and it's it's like there shouldn't there's this should not be a solid mass here <laughs> um, yeah and so they just updated it like to, um, Total War did that as well if you look up the um, the concept art excuse me for the high elf units uh, for Total War. When they were allowed to take these these ancient twenty eight millimeter miniatures and then do a full art of them, they do a lot more justice to the existing textures. Mm-hmm. But GW was like kind of having none of that, and so there's this whole Eldar style motif adding to like taking the the existing elf costume and just just slowing it down and making it not like a jumpsuit, but very much like this contained I... sort of yeah 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 fair enough yeah right like like if you. Like you see the skirts, like on the old silver helms, they're gone. They, they, they. It is just that is a dude, almost like um, uh, well, uh a, jockey. Like they, call, they, they call I, the same thing. The, I was thinking, yeah. yeah, like a real jockey yeah. quality to them with like the even like Correct. the pants and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. So you're not you're you're not the 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 comparisons on the horses um, are. I'm doing all sorts of medieval words tonight, which is that sort of thing. Like if you think of Britonia, where they have all of the the cloth on the horses to cover in regalia instead of it being that sort of high off thing where it's like more skirts they make it again that triangular shape mm-hmm. to add to the symmetry and like a zenith everything like you, there's a lot of triangles in this well, army it, it, and if you've watched uh andrew yell's video on my channel though that, it is his that video. was the inspiration for me to make this powerpoint yeah he was talking about the the triangles an awful lot there um, with like just sort of training your eye, like artistically speaking, this wasn't even just Age of Sigmar. This was his his art degree. Mm-hmm. Talking was yeah. is looking for the triangles in art and stuff like that. So there are a lot of triangles going on here. Yeah, you're very right. Uh, you're very you're very on point with that. Yeah, um, but anyway, keep going on the bullet. Yeah. So then we got unit control. champion helmets retain similar silhouette. Other troops added stylized plumage, which helps break up that that um that gives you that visual interest. We want to see visual yeah. when we have like 
10, 15, 20 guys on the table in like the same unit, you still want those points of visual interest while you're looking at it to, to help with the notion that there's a battle going on. Yeah. Right. Horse armor moves uh, to, to medium plate, uh, lamellar scale reduced to decorative garnish, and then lance is slimmed akin to spears. Um, so there's actually a, a weird movement towards realism with some of this stuff. Like if I'm looking at the, like the plates on the horses here versus before, like you mentioned, the like, kind of like block shape, they have a, a yeah. bunch of like these sort of reticulated plates, you know, like these yeah. layers of plates that would have movement. Um, but I really, I had picked up on it on accident. And when you were starting to get to the point about them looking like jockeys on these, they really do have this like, you know, their boots are very much those like sort of clad, sleek boot, and they happen to have Contained. a green. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 riders and stuff like that. The the pants are very, the slacks are very contained. The armor underneath, like these these are elves that know what their job is. They're there to go mm-hmm. fast and murder with spears. And these these yeah. these models say that. Uh, I wish they were lions instead, but like, <laughs> yeah. What, the sprues will tell all. Yeah. If if you if you see the sprue and say, you know what, I can cut this guy out from the horse, or he's not, he he is like avail like separate. You can probably put them on different steeds. Up to you. Yeah. I'm sure someone's gonna do something crazy. Yeah. Um, These saddles are outrageous, me. by the way. Oh uh, yeah, but you're gonna get that in Warhammer and like, I like the dragon this. princess. The old, the old Dragon Princes of Kalidor, their saddles were crazy, too. Um, like, they're, they're, like, full on, like, he's got a, this guy's got a back spur. Like, he, like, and not in the terms of, like, the pain and stuff. Like, he has, like, a saddle that comes up, it cups all the way up to his shoulder blades and beyond, and then it's got <laughs> a spur on it. I don't know why, but I'm for it. Like, that's that Age of Sigmar, like, I just, like, if he... Like, if he gets, like, desaddled, like, or something disintegrates his horse. So, like, I, I play a death army. Like, I've probably got some sort of, like, kill all the living, you know? So, like, I kill the living matter, which is the horse. And then you, uh, you know, you've, you're, you've broken your spear because you've already stabbed somebody. So now you got to pick up the saddle and kill them with it. And the saddle is yeah. an axe. I'm for it. <laughs> they, they, they moved a lot of the, the cloth. And, like, if you notice, all of the saddles generally have, like, some sort of movement moving, like, cloth or pennant on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they reduced the amount of visual movement the, the the knights themselves have. It's this very Eldar, self-contained sort of thing. Like, if, if for, for those familiar with Eldar, generally their armor is very, um, like close to the body i'm trying to think of the word where it's like form fitted there's not a lot of um until you get to like the hqs and the 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 wizards it's it's very much just like a bodysuit um and soren i actually you bring up a a point here that i wasn't even going to talk about but i disagree wholeheartedly he says the main issue i have with modern aos is the inability to fit into combat which is why we skirmish and we kind of loosely pile in the spears look like they will be an absolute uh, bitch to pile in and fight with. I disagree. Every one of these spears is tilted up or at a diagonal, with the exception of he might, he, one. Oh. He might be talking about the regular spearmen. Oh, the regular spearmen. Yeah, they'd be a nightmare. But like, yeah. look at look at these. The these okay. these are all raised up and at a diagonal. These are going to be a dream to pile in with, with the exception of my, of homeboy here in the way background, who's got a, a completely sort of like 
a perpend uh, a parallel to the ground spear. Yeah, because he's he's ready he's ready to impale some beasts. <laughs> but I want that I want that like visual, um, sort of like I want each one of these models to be in a different like sort of snapshot of their ride to, into combat. Yeah, and I think they do that really well, which is where we get to the straight leg. We get to the straight leg. It's fine. I, I, I really didn't pick up on that as, as weird. I think it's just because this is all we have to look at. When you look at them, like, from the isometric view, when you're looking at someone's toy soldiers on the table, it's you not really going to stand out that much. Yeah. Also, even um, here, the, the straight leg soldier, by the way, is the one with the sword in the foreground. You can see it on the on the camera. Unit, cha unit champion. Yeah, the unit champion is the one that's got the straight leg. That straight leg is actually on the interior of the model. It's... You're, you're never going to really... Um, from this angle, it, the body. I don't know why that bothers people. It looks it's, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bryce, uh, we we had to kind of go over this once, uh, I think on on the previous uh, alpha episode. But oh, he cut out audio. Why? No, he's fine. Oh, he's he's not there. I, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking. I think he might have hit a button. And he had to have hit a button. No, we can't hear you, man. Oh no. He just figured out that we can't hear him. It's all right. This is great. This uh -huh. is great. This is great radio. This is great TV. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, he just we just lost him. I'm back. There I'm he back. is. Hey, I can hear you. Yeah. So the straight <laughs> the straight like uh, just say exactly what you just said then, except perfectly. So the straight leg is fine. I don't care about the straight leg at all. But what I really like about this unit compared to the silver homes is these look like they're running into war. Whereas the silver helms look like they're marching in a parade, mm. and like that, like they're just blocky and weird. These, all of them, every single detail in these models is made to look like it's running forward. It's not marching. It's not standing still. They're all charging into combat, and I think you know they've talked about how fast they are and how quick they are to strike. They're selling that in the models, and mm. I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, of, and um, something that kept coming to mind for me, and I think a lot of what my current army is like influenced by was um, uh, the elves in Lord of the Rings, like the Lord of the Rings films, including, um, excuse me, The Hobbit. And um, in, the, in the Hobbit movie, like we're introduced to Rivendell by Elrond and his hunting party of knights with these very thin spears. It's like the spears, they're not lances anymore. And, and emphasize on them being medium cavalry because they've said that before, like, repeatedly in like the articles these are medium cavalry these are not light cavalry these are not heavy cavalry they are medium cavalry um and so their 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 lances are like slim they're more like hunting spears and it's very similar looking and all of the poses and just them charging especially in this picture i pulled from warhammer community it's like this is like the elves hunting the the orc pack um just outside of rivendell and if you watch that sequence, like you can go find it on YouTube, where they charge over this hill and they just, just destroy all of these orcs, um, it's very similar to this picture, in my opinion. And that's why I was just like, I fell in love with this unit immediately. And I bet if you pause that at certain points, the horse's legs are straight. <laughs> just, just another thing go. to say. Yeah, way to bring it home. No, no, I, I like the uh, the rider postures in particular stand out for me. They're very much in. They're they're very much riding to go to fight, like. And I we've talked about helmets and everyone. I absolutely love these best helmets. helmets. 
best helmets. I, I will say the only thing that's kind of weird for me, um, and this is just me being really weird, a lot of them have that swirl, so it goes up at a point, and then oh, yeah. it goes over, and then it swirls again, and it looks like the mountain in the Tim yeah. Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> the movie poster. Oh. You know how the tip of the mountain tips in a swirl? Yeah, you just made that even cooler for me. You thought you were going to, you said this was weird. I'm like, if I didn't think they were already the coolest. So I would say that same thing you said, except with a different, like, excitement level. You know yeah. what I'm oh, saying? Like, these, 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 yeah, yeah, they're so helmets, and then they spin right. like the Tim Burton, and then I would be excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a Tim Burton Easter egg yeah. on, on the, the cab unit. So what I already thought was the best helmets of, of the models we've seen just got even more the best. They just moved across the checkerboard of looking sweet and said, King me with a Tim Burton reference. There you go. Love it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was all the thoughts I had where it's like, these, these are the silver helms of the future. So I, I they look, they look great. I don't have bullet points, but you have both the, uh, the dragon blades. Um, I think yeah. this is all, uh, this is a white lion and then a sword, yes. uh, a sword master of Heth or whatever. Yeah, well, because it's like the, the the I needed to put more pictures on here than just like have bullet points. It's like so we're gonna we're gonna talk about, and this is where Bryce is gonna be able to chime in a little more because I know he loves Swordmasters. So I put in here, it's like so here's the Stone Guard. Here's the thing where it's like everyone is on board, everyone's on board, everyone's on board, and then we see we start to see the cow stuff. Yeah, and people are like what, and <laughs> and, and so uh, we. I, I, my, my argument is everything that we've seen that we're seeing right now on the Stone Guard has existed in in some way, shape, or form before in Elves. I love this pure propaganda we're about to get <laughs> because the the the, uh, yeah, the Stone Guard are, are propaganda. by far my favorite model um, in the range. Uh, helmet takes aside, I I love these guys, yeah. um, and I'm just like looking at these like side by side. And I'm going like galaxy brain right now, yeah. um, because even like the so, posture, you're looking at how he's he's like kind of the the axe from. He looks the, like a white lion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, yeah, like this is a white lion about to hit you. It's just like he's got slightly different adjustment on the grip from the white lion because he's wielding a hammer instead of an axe, so he's going to come in with more of a swing than a chop. But it's like, and he is, and he is just a cloth cape instead of a lion pelt. Yeah, but it's still even curling toward us in that, like, same... Right. Like, you right. could... I, I mean, even the the shoulder, like, the the lion the lion pauldron is just a droopy stone guard shoulder. Like, if you take that tip and bend it down, you've got yeah. that... You've got the white lion's shoulder pad. Obviously, you've got the lion iconography, but it's a, it's a, the silhouette if you bend the, the white lion up. It's the same silhouette off that shoulder pad. You can also tell how like how far the sculpting technology has come in ten years because yeah. yeah. ten year old kids <laughs> next next to the stone guard. That, and I put the dragon. I, I gotta I say, I still think white lives look sick as fuck. Yeah. By the way, I, st I still think they. Look oh yeah, they, they look great. Um, I just wanted to add, like, I I still think the dragon prince helmets are more ridiculous mm -hmm. because if for anyone who's ever built a dragon prince kit with those helmets. Some of them, depending on the combination of head and chest armor you use, dragon princes cannot turn their head hmm. because of like you see how the detail like goes all the way down with the dragon wings mm -hmm. and then out um, because of how high some of their shoulder like decorations go. A dragon prince cannot turn his head. 
And I think that's a bigger problem than the stuff we have here. But anyway, mm-hmm. Bryce, did you have anything you wanted to add about like what was what what was then and now in well, terms of like the kit? Yeah, I I see the white lines for sure. I don't see Swordmaster aside from like the shape, I guess you could say. But like, I think that I as someone who you said has loved the Swordmasters, and like. I feel like that's where the argument comes is oh we don't have anything like a swordmaster but like I'm fine I'm fine with not having it because we still have swordmasters. Right. I I, I I do I do understand the argument and I I agree with you it's like it's way more white lion than swordmaster but um I want to spring up mostly it's like mostly the armor design. I want someone because, to edit in yeah. when you said it's more like a white lion than a than a swordmaster. I want someone to edit in my video just like we knew you like someone shred the guitar cuz uh <laughs> The, the white line, we and you, and then like there's no guitar riff for a swordmaster. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you look, it has a very similar like you have the long skirt. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like this. The, the gorget is completely new. Where we have that sort of um, like like just transformers or Galador sort of heavy armor, where we're just going to completely surround. Um. I'm sorry, like Mass Effect, basically, where we we're, we're just going to surround the knight's head with metal. And it's gonna slope down and then come up again. So it's like this, this just this astronaut sort of spacesuit of armor around the chest. And then you have these big angular shoulder pads, which are like sh- the Swordmaster sort of. They 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 curve like hills. It's like it starts up and then down and then comes up to a point again. You have the triangular lamellar scale. You have the tasses, the hip guards. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like. It's T-A-S-S-E-T, Tasse yeah. or Tassets. Um, but then you don't have any scale armor. It's just, it goes down to a skirt. They do have some armor underneath because they have the little metal booties um, on some of the some of the units they're there. Yeah, you wonder you wonder if the underneath armor is the same, like the same style as the, the riders on the horses. Unfortunately, and like, we'll never find out because yeah. on the cover where you see the, the unit champion for the Stone Guard, in full, um, in full, like full tilt, ready to punch some face. There's, a, there's a cloth under, like there's, there's two layers of cloth. Yeah. And we, yeah. We, 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 there will never be a pose which shows that. And there could so be art like, though, you know, maybe in the book. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that is true. Um, and then you have like that nice with a lot of the the mountain stuff. You have that sort of um, the Chinese sort of. Um, it looks like a cloud sort of um, sketched into. Oh yeah, the monkey, yeah, the Monkey King thing. Where like the Monkey King's yeah. like got the classic sort of like armor where it's uh, got the shoulder pads out to the side, and he's got the sort of like points off the not quite a skirt, but like right off the hips. You but, know? but also the the, 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 the Goku, the it's the Goku ar- or not the Goku, the Saiyan armor. Yeah, it's the yeah. Saiyan armor thing, right? Like that's a which which is based on like the monkey, the classic sorts. Monkey King, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Legend, myth. and also like the Chinese pottery sort of engraved, um, the cl- like you know the the, the flowing the clouds, clouds and stuff. You can see it on the cow armor when we're going to get to the the Titan in the next next slide. But I, I like the the pose to me, like the overall silhouette reads a fusion of the Swordmaster and the White Lion to me, but more White Lion than Swordmaster. Well, I just think that it's it's a lot of old mixed with new. Yeah. Um, I want to just, if I can, I don't, I don't mean to take us on a tangent too much. I just want to say, like, you don't mean to take us book. on a tangent on Rantcast? Yeah. Disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Continue tangent. Um, 
the whole the whole thing for 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 people who want to design it doesn't matter if it's warhammer or it's just like fa fantasy in general with any sort of vaguely historical or 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 naturalistic like influence because you know we just love europe when we write fantasy mm -hmm. um is you you never want to have a one-for-one -one, um sort of inspiration like a uh, 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 analog for what inspires you like even even when they were designing the the creatures for lord of the rings you, you don't want to say it's like, well, the elves are Greek, or there's this um, clearly Celtic inspiration for the dwarven runes, the armor in Taglio, um, the, the, just the, the language and, and whatnot. It's, it's, you, you want there to be a blend of what's familiar with your own ideas into something that feels believable to the audience, which, which takes it like out of the, un what is it? The, uh, um, into the uncanny valley or out? I forget which. One out of the uncanny valley because yeah. you don't want the uncanny valley. You don't want the right. sensation right, right. where so you're it staring takes at. It takes it. Yeah, takes it out of the uncanny valley and just and just sells you as this living, breathing thing from this world you've created. And so we can we can pinpoint or like just dissect certain artistic influences from both the old and the new elves. Mm -hmm. And when people say it's like, well, these aren't my elves, or it's like there's. There's hint there's there's hints throughout this army of what they're used to be, and they've added new. You can say it's like what they've added from. I would say that there's there's clear influences of India and Mongolia on top of like the general Greco-Roman inspiration that a lot of order factions tend to have. Um, like if you if you look at Deakin, uh, Stormcast, Daughters Kane, a little bit of Fire Slayers, it's like there's there's just order in general. I think because this is just what Games Workshop, the artists like to do, is borrow from that mythic Greco-Roman style storytelling for Age of Sigmar. I yeah, I mean, I I, I before I had uh, Frank's you know fantasies fantasy to draw, and I I used to compare Age of Sigmar to Hercules Legendary Journeys with mm -hmm. Kevin Sorbo. Like it had a very yeah. like uh, gr this is Greek mythology, uh, Age of Sigmar. It's like the gods still walk around doing stuff and right. messing with the lives of mortals. Um, but that, that inspirational line, I think, is there. Um, so so it's like, yeah. I think it's always important to, to, to say, um, to, to like, as a goal, if, if, you, if, you're, if you're a fantasy artist, like, if you're building this world, like, because I, I um, like, say, say someone from Games Workshop are watching this, it's like, it's their job to, to oh, they build all this world to sell, yeah, to, <laughs> to sell it, to, sell it to, to, to your audience. It's like, it has to feel its own. It has to feel like we don't we don't want things to be derivative of any one thing anymore. Or you never want that to begin with. Right. Um, so I, I I think that they did a good job in making one of the most Tolkien things a little bit more, in some ways a lot more what they want to do with it rather than um, just designing in these safe spaces. Well. Vince had a had a really great point about uh, elves on his one of his recent shows, um, where he's talking mm -hmm. about like sort of like uh, the quote unquote historical folklore uh, threads of things that we yeah. read as traditionally fantasy in you know our models and stuff like right now. Um, the elf folklore, taking it all the way back to its roots, doesn't yeah. read like the elf the elf fan likes. Elves is elf right. fans like it's very much the Tolkien elf. 
making them well, not just that white. not just that the the peach the pga uh, people are not aware i think of how much peter jackson's lord of the rings films influenced how popular culture de- depicts fantasy worlds like uh, i mean like and vince has also talked about how it's like it's also um who wrote who wrote um the chronicles of shannara oh um not brooke is it brooke no terry terry brooks terry brooks yeah terry brooks yeah, no, it's like yes, Terry Brooks, C.S. Lewis. There's there's other people other than Tolkien which have hit, which have impacted the literature and how we write fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, if if the the films, the Lord of the Rings films, influence a lot of how we depict Western medieval style fantasy yes. in popular culture, and it will always be that way. It's like these are once in a lifetime sort of movies. It's like elves look like they do in the Lord of the Rings movies now because mm-hmm. of that and dwarves and orcs and and all sorts of other magical creatures look how they depict it like that's like the, that's like the baseline and i think we need um anyone who's trying to make their own stuff has to do that like has to walk away from that baseline a little bit mm-hmm. and i think this is that like well, the cow stuff the the other the, one of the things i remember saying to my my friends at the time when the the lord of the rings movies were coming out uh, i was in high school i believe and uh, I based an entire Palladium Fantasy RPG game off of it, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was called The Five Fates, because I had five player characters in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I totally stole from uh, from the Lord of the Rings movies as well. Not the books so much, because any reader would know that there's some, some, some serious differences. Um, yeah. But, like, I observed at the time, in a way that I didn't have a language for yet, until very recently, that, like, we had a paradigm shift in Mm -hmm. pop culture like fantasy was always the nerd thing up until that point the 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 lord of the rings movies not the books because nerds have been reading those books for decades it was those movies that brought that into the mainstream and they kind of mcu'd on fantasy before the mcu mcu'd on comics right like yeah that was like a necessary step in like making this this sort of like uh, nerd pop culture. I mean, you get Harry Potter kind of paralleling that on a little bit of a delay between Harry Potter and and uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, boom, yeah. fantasy's pop culture now. You know, like, Conan didn't make it pop culture as much as we love the old Conan movie, uh, specifically the Barbarian, right? Like, there was two. But, like, yeah. like there, was, uh, there was a paradigm shift, too. And I think that, like, it's important to understand, like, how popular culture elves and dwarves are now like and right. how hard it is truly difficult it is to uh remix that in a way that people both accept but is also different because if you just want vampires have this a similar problem and this is the point i, I come back to with like what vince was making is like vampire is a lot broader stroker though uh, a lot broader stroke than elf well because elf has like uh, kind of like the singular definition whereas like vampire you can keep taking it back and taking it back and distilling it out to as long as something's stealing something's essence oh go on well yeah like a lot of a lot of different um ancient cultures had their own vampire myth yeah only a handful of people created something that was an elf and then tolkien made it his master race for his fantasy epic and then it, they became the androgynous pretty boys in this these these three movies, which changed how we perceive epic fantasy. 
Yeah. And it went from there. Well, it's, it's important, though. Again, it's important to observe when you're we're talking about expectation early on. It's important to yeah. observe when you're talking about expectation of elves. Um, you know, because they really... Uh, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is, it, it just kind of exists in the zeitgeist and almost nowhere else. Bryce? I'm sorry, we, we, we just went on this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I think what I want to do, because I will admit I haven't listened to any of the hate around the bull dude. And, like, let's be honest, that's, that's where the We're hate talk about is that. coming from. So I want I want the two of you to tell me what's wrong with this model. All right, all right. Um, do, are, are we up with the? Are we at the? the last oh, I'm going to scroll down. So we're done talking about what's the artist distortion, which is like taking a thing that somebody else. So we're done with the artist distortion and moving on. Yeah. But it don't. All right. So we got the bull. We got the bull god uh, as a really this, bad. This rap is song. mostly new. Like I didn't. I didn't have. Like I only put two pictures there. Yep. Just to show like some visual harm hallmarks. So just as like a just as a thing, and this is this is for again people who are listening just back as a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, on a lot of the Alarith, like the on the Alarith stone, um, the spirit of the mountain, and the the um, Alarith stone mage. Remember, you said that on those cheeks, there's that's those strips of metal which make the cheeks fatter. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. Um, they've done that before. There's a recurring thing if you look at the Frostheart Phoenix, and it's like, whoa, 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 that's Cities of Sigmar. They designed it <laughs> as a high elf creature. It, it has the same motifs. So if you look at the, they, they gave, if, if you build um, the, the Carriage Ryan on the, the Frostheart Phoenix, you can give it um, uh, a helmet. And on that helmet, they have, um, the, there's, I, I, I would have to put too many pictures into one slide just to show you there's this recurring thing of these strips of metal following or, or, or serving as the decoration of um, more centralized flat shapes. And they have um, here, like on the Phoenix, you have those those bars of metal around, like the almost cheeks. Those, like, I think, right, the cheeks, like rays of sunlight. And they take that and put that as an influence, like on the Alarith stuff. I'm not saying it's one to one. Like, oh my God, this is this is that motif carried on here. It's just little essences yeah, here you, and there. You, you kind of have these these rays, these plumes coming back off the eyes on the phoenix. Um, we see those yeah. as more of a wave, which is more the Asian, uh, the sort of pan Asian thing is like the sun rays not necessarily beaming down straight, but coming down in um, waves, right? Continue. So, so just as a few things before before we, um, I let like so so Bryce, what did you want me to do? Sell you on the model? No, no, I'm I'm I look at this model and I truly do not see one thing that's wrong with it as being a centerpiece for this elf army. It's not a high elf army. It's not whatever. It's this army and this is the centerpiece. Obviously, Teclas too, but like yeah. I don't see an issue. I I see truly no issue with this model. And I, so, I want to know what yeah. they are. So, so um, I went back to the trailer. I went back. I looked at a few things. Um, I think they tried to do all of the above. It is, it is not a living creature, but it has living textures. Um, they are mountain spirits. This is, this is a purely magical creature. We just don't know how it. Like, I think a, um, a wizard has to basically 
like will it into existence so like, to like, come like out an, of the mountain like an automaton that they like animate with like sort of and then like but it so does part spirit part animal because like especially like if you look at the arms and the hands like this is armor around a sort of um like living creature it has this fur texture but then it's back it's like it's it's like this almost sort of in miniature like mountain range which is its own sort of biome so it's like the trailer says it's a war cow made of rock now i get it it's supposed to be a joke because it's like it's a war cow made of rock with a massive hammer but so it's it's a living creature it's a spirit it's a construct all rolled into one elves have always been at one with nature we've been talking about this a lot with all of their companion animals and one of the reasons we, we talked about where it's like Mongolia and, and India, there's this there's this reverence for the cow or the or or the bull, which is also like the Minotaur or or, or, or Minus in Greek. Um, so there's 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 this precedent for there to be a a bovine animal deity, at least in some way or another, in these cultures which influence the stuff aesthetically why they chose it specifically it's like sometimes the art like the artist could just because the miniatures designers as far as i understand it they get first say at what the stuff looks like and when they're creating something brand new it's like you know what what do we want to do i want to do a cow and they come up with that and they develop it and if they like it they keep going i bet you they sketched uh, a dragon somewhere in there or a bird somewhere in there like i almost assure you there's like a rock as roc bird uh-huh right yeah but there's two other spirits still like yeah i know i i understand that and, and wait there's two other I, spirits bryce this sounds like privileged elf player information what do you mean there's two other no spirits? there's four spirits yeah there's Zenith. four there's four Zenith. tribes in the runic mandala there yeah there's the mountain there is the river there is the wind and then there is the zenith the zenith presumably but we don't know for sure selenar which is called the spirit of heish is the spirit for the zenith which is the crown mm -hmm. is that true we don't quite know yet but i think there's enough context there to say so and then we have the mountain spirit and right. we could get at a later date which i think some people are holding out for when we get stuff that emulates the river and the wind which yeah. would be like oh there's our dragons and our birds there's our dragons and our birds yeah or it's not like or it's another animal you well, know it's well, like, uh-huh this is that expectation thing, guys. Don't do this to yourselves. You, you just sit back and enjoy the roller coaster. Yeah. Like people saying, oh, I'm going to wait for Tyrion because he'll be my high elf. He's not uh, going to be. It's going to be very similar to this. Vin, Vin, uh, Vince was talking about when, when they did the hot take show, more laws of triangles because there's the rune of the mountain. Yeah. When you take a, um, which is like the, like almost the like the mason symbol. Yeah. So there's a triangle from the head to the two hands. There's a triangle for for the two legs, legs the up posture, to the yeah the base right right so it's just, shoulders it's just to the more, more triangles because this it, it it's a, it's a high off army there's gonna be a lot of symmetrical patterns everywhere because and, they're just they're just like that well like I, I have so many takes going on in my head right now even the the like bonsai are forming little mini triangles but I want to come back to this picture of uh of of Teclas on the box art in the background okay, we have sure. this like we have this face that's like kind of looking down is that supposed to be Tyrion? Uh, no, 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 that's, that's his mouth. Selenar, with um, either it's it's Paul Dayton's interpretation of the porcelain mask 
Oh, or yeah. selling art without the mask on. Oh, that's so much cooler. Okay, sorry. All right, continue. <laughs> no, because because oh, um, it looks sweet as fuck. Yeah, people thought that was Tyrion, but it's no. and that's also very uh, Jin. Why does why does why did Jin like it's spelled D J I N? Yeah, Jin. Yeah. Okay. Um, that has like a very Jin like sort of classical interpretation with like the the the, the goatee um, mm-hmm. or the salt patch. Um, yeah, the, the, the facial the, hair. Right, but the oversized the earrings. earrings. Yeah, 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 and and how the. the just the eyebrows are depicted. It reads very, yeah, it reads very early D and D sort of genie sort of thing to me. It's awesome. Um, okay, right, and that's uh, that. That's either Selenar without the mask on, or it's just how Paul painted the mask, and it's supposed to look like that, but made of porcelain. Fair enough. And yeah. people thought that was Tyrion, and it's like Tyrion doesn't have a beard, dude. Probably <laughs> won't. Um, and he also, yeah. So that's just his companion. So. And, so 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 back back on script here a little bit more um with this 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 uh the bull titan the the mountain god um i i think there's a cool like sort of you know synthesis and harmony between like the mountain the magic and the and the and the living creature which is itself sort of like a metaphysical triangle um it seems very elfy to me um no oh, yeah it's they're they're in harmony with nature it's just that the, the current biome where they are that's the that's the the animal they 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 bonded yeah. with and they took I, in as their own like i almost want to be surprised if like this is like the essence that they're they're channeling and it just like takes the form or whatever and it it, it only interprets rough shapes of things going on because it's so big and cosmic and so this is what you get and there's a there's a sort of magic logic to it for me that makes this pretty worthy Plus, you've got those points of visual interest I talked about at the onset between, uh, you know, sort of, uh, we talked about the dark mirror that Ossiarch Bone Reapers are for, um, you know, Stormcast. This is like the light mirror of the Keeper of Secrets. This is like almost like a middle finger back to Slanesh. Like, yeah. I kind of dig. I kind of dig I'm, that. I'm, um, with all of this, I'm just waiting for um, Malekith's Dark Elves, like when they redo Dark Elves, to just yeah. be so different. Because I, I, I posit, and this is coming from someone who loves High Elves and thinks Dark Elves are traitors to society. Fair enough. They deserve all <laughs> I mean, Malekith was right, but continue. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, Ch- no, Ch- Chuck tells me every day. It's like, yeah. this is no, no. Malekith was the it's Phoenix because... King. Yeah, your, yes. your, your people tried to corrupt the ritual and uh, got punished for it. Continue. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for when they subvert, like, the true, like, I always thought Dark Elves was like a truly original idea where they took Tolkien's sort of Rivendell master race sort of uh, wise immortal beings, mm-hmm. but then made them twisted and... Petty. And, Actually kind of petty. Well, yeah, and, and it's it's like Nagaroth is an equivalent to like certain, certain depictions of hell. Mm-hmm. It's a civilization which uh, in which currency is like torture, manipulation, pain. Yeah, very Dante's like Inferno. That. Uh, divine right, right. comedy and, yeah. and I thought that always fascinated me and I really enjoyed how they, they brought that because most of the Dark Elf kids survived the culling because all of it was like being like was developed yeah. while the baby age of Sigma and, and I, I I want to see where they take the rest of like the Dark Elf sort of 
mythos and society mm-hmm. with this Age of Sigmar treatment. Um, because we already have an, uh, um, like, I think that's going to be the dragon army. It's just going to be wicked and twisted, twisted looking dragons. Cause you, you can't do serpents cause daughters of Cain have those. Like they have, they have literal half serpents. They're like all of the Naga and, and, and the, the, the whole like Gorgon sort of cults. I, I, I want to see where they take dark elves after this. Showing us what the the sky's the limit for high elves. Mm-hmm. What 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 does that look like for for probably the more original of the elf tribes, like something that Games Workshop really thought of and developed. Well, it's like their else. IP. It's their IP, right? right. Like, right. yeah. And they they always give their bad guys. I I would say like a little more care. Way more care. I don't. Yeah. yeah chaos is their come... chaos is their baby. Not not. I'm right. sorry, like, Chaos is, is Games Workshop, baby. It always has been. Not their quote-unquote right. good guys. It's, it's, it's so obvious. I mean, the, it's, 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 it's poetic. Chaos, the Chaos Warrior was kind of the first real Games Workshop thing. Um, right. You know, if I could give a middle finger to people talking about Sigmarites as Sigmarines, it's, uh, well, you know, Space Marines ripped off the original Chaos Warrior. Right. So, uh, like, uh, Stormcaster just kind of bringing home that i that old yes they're just bringing it home it's just bracketing uh so right. screw your lazy 40k takes i mean what's 40k <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I, it's so so bringing it back to the the cow the 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 uh the uh battle cattle the uh the attack yak the there's been a bunch of uh, divine bovine divine bovine <laughs> bryce what do you got there's to say list, about there's a list of them yeah, it's a good list. It's a good list. And I don't. I, I, I. My favorite is probably Beefer of Secrets. I don't know why. I just like Beefer is funny as a like intrinsically that word is funny. <laughs> beefer, because you're taking beef and then you're turning it into a verb. <laughs> like, um, but we know you can have beef, right? Like you can have you can possess beef with someone, and that doesn't mean you have meat. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bryce, uh, what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the? Uh, uh, on on the. Uh, what's its technical name? I've I've only ever called it by its fake names. Alarit Spirit of the Mountain. Fair enough. I do like the named one better. The, probably the because of the paint job on it. Well, it's um, got the reds and the and the yeah. it's got the earth tones in there. Yeah. No, I truly I like this is my favorite model from everything. Like I, I this is it it just hits every single thing I wanted it to. So I have nothing bad to say. Nothing really more to say than what you guys have said. It's just this, I mean, I'm reminded of. We saw that little like anklet, right in the yeah. in the in the uh, like the battle tone. The Don, it, in the Dawn Guard one. Like if I'm sorry, the Dawn Riders. If you yeah. go back to the Dawn Riders image, you can see the ankles of it and the base of the Stone Wizard. Yeah, yeah I tweeted that shit five minutes after it happened. <laughs> but I yes, remember did. your your words, and and we've said them a couple times, but I really want to highlight them. Like, as we were like, well, what is this? And I was going on, like, I want it to be a dragon, wizard, phoenix, you know, I was just making up all this random shit. And you said very simply, I don't care what it is, I just want it to be different. You know, like, I just want it to be, it's going to be something I don't even know what it is. Like, you just, you went on this, like, what you said to me in that moment is, like, it's going to be possibilities, the model. Yeah. And, and then we, like, see it. And we saw this, I, like, flipped my table and ran around my house, not for me, 
for Bryce. I'm like, hell yeah, he got his fucking thing. And and, and that's where like what I like some of the noise was coming through. The first person I messaged was you. I'm like, tell me why these people are wrong if they don't like this. <laughs> and like I just I sent you that that text kind of immediately. It's Odin. Odin is here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I and I think maybe that's part of why I'm so happy with what it is, is because I, I didn't go in thinking we were going to get a dragon or a phoenix or, you know, like, and I think that's why people are so upset is because if I went in with that attitude, I would probably be sad. But, I mean, just look at it. <laughs> like, yeah. if you if you didn't know what army this belonged to and someone showed you this picture, you'd be like... That's freaking cool. You, you'd hear a guitar riff, <laughs> just like yeah. in the background when you see the model. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so. Well, even like I, I, I'm reminded of like the the cape picture, uh, like way early on uh, that we have. Like we have these sort of like double with the double capes, and on this sort of very very original like high elf cover, the the last one. Uh, I'm sorry, who was the artist one more time, Martin? Mark Holmes is Mark, the new artist. Uh, the old Mark? artist for the uh, oh Paul Dayton. Paul, the Paul Dayton art, right here, no, uh, with this cape sprawl here, and I and I I bring it down. And I'm like, this is a graphical match for the horns, and then it's already <laughs> and it's already got the freaking mountain in the background. Hang on, real quick for those of you watching the visual form, horns, mountain, cape, mountain, like <laughs> you know, like my brain just <laughs> like begins to short circuit at at how it's it's thin. It's 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 admittedly thin. But it's so cool. I mean, it, it, we don't even know. Like, yeah, it's a cow because the meme video. If they didn't release the meme video saying cows with weapons, people <laughs> would have said it's a goat. It's a th the, you know they'd have said something else, right? It's the yeah. the, the difference yeah. be between saying does this smell like bananas and what does this smell like? I say <laughs> does this smell like bananas? You're gonna go yeah, it smells like bananas. Or you're a contrarian, you're going to go, no, it smells like walnuts because you're a contrarian. But I've already, like, shifted your perception by ask, by saying specifically the thing, right? Yeah. So you're going to use that as your pivot point for, for your decision making. If they had just, like, released this sculpt in a vacuum, you just go, I don't know what it is, but it's awesome. Like, you just begin to, to go insane. And I can't unsee it at this point. But the base armor of all of the the Lumineth is literally the Saiyan armor. It's got the big yeah. the shoulder pads. It's got the little like hip armor, the the belt and the, like the circular belt. It's it's like the Saiyan armor. And I'm not a weeb. I have an emote in Twitch here that will uh, defend me. It's the Mister Meth, not a weeb. Uh, you get for subscribing. But uh. Like, it just, it's the Saiyan armor. They're just an army filled with Saiyan armor and skirts. And I just, it it's so much its own thing. It reads enough as elves for me, the non-elf player. And I, I will, again, eternally defer to other elf players. Um, you know, my friend Sam is, for me, he's like the original elf perspective I often go, go to for anything elf. This is my original, my original GM... For tabletop RPGs, he's the guy who got me into Warhammer Fantasy Battle in the sixth grade. I'm now 35 years old, so it's been a long time. Um, he's the guy who just like, like I I went to him and he's like, they're sweet, and he's a man of few words. And if he just goes, they're sweet, you're like, oh, 
you know, you kind of like lean back away, like he said, they're sweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like they got the stamp of approval. The, yeah, the, the Scorsese thumbs up. Yeah, the single thumbs up from Scorsese. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm like, like I don't know. Someone are you holding that a similar prestige? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got like I don't need to have and but but that wasn't it. It is like I looked around and I saw people who were, you know, circling the nines and the tens on, on what they thought of this new army in my, like, close circle of friends. And just the same sort of logic that stops me from completely hating Zinch because, you know, two of my favorite humans play Zinch. I go, if two of my favorite humans love Zinch, then they must not be all bad. And I, I feel that same sort of thing comes in. I'm like, like two of these absolute, like, hobby heroes and, and you know, people I've had on on Rantcast before and opinions I respect, they, these, these were it for them. And I just go, yeah, that's all I need to know. And I'm sympathetic if you were expecting something else. I truly am. Um, you know, it's, I don't do the gloating. One Corgi. <laughs> it's single Corgi. I don't do the yep. gloating takes against, Look. you know, Tomb King players. Look at this Corgo. This is Max Corgo going on right now. <laughs> Tricolor as well. But like a lot more yep. like a, a lot more of the of the black coloration than than Mochi. Mochi's got a lot yeah, more he's, of the tan. He's his a, back is all black, like just yeah. black. Oh, he seems like he's got some chunk too. <laughs> he's actually he's super skinny. He's he's really muscular. Yeah, like, no fat blood. at all. All them walks yeah. and working out. <laughs> yeah, this goes for, this goes from the Warhammer show to the Corgi owner show. <laughs> uh, so so real quick, I I'm running out of time, but so yeah. I want to do what's left. Obviously, we've seen the wizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's another kit or two kits? What do you think? Ball thrower. Ball thrower. You think so? Ball thrower. Yeah. Is this I, is this I, hope or you you think so? I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a ball thrower because it's like what was classical, like the 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 main things left. It's like well, there's a great eagle, there's and and they're ball throwers. I don't think we're gonna get a great eagle. We don't really need like things like great eagles in the game anymore. Like. Mm-hmm. There's there's like more complex things that they can make instead of that. Um, there's probably gonna be a hero like on a horse, so like you're you're just casual like noble on horse. Yeah. Um, because you need you need a leader. Like we we haven't really seen the generic heroes yet. Like we've seen like the lady, um, the the Cenari Cathaler, which is kind of like the sort of Greek seer. Who, who's holding this pot of aether quartz? Like the, the, they look like hot coals, but I think it's aether yeah. quartz. And we've only seen like pieces of her, and then the one blurry picture that you could see. Yeah. I see Andrew looking confused. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the elf player. Continue. If if this was uh, like we, vampires, I would suddenly just like galaxy brain know everything, and it, no, oh yeah, right. vampires. But continue. Um, we've seen like the stone wizard, and then we've seen Teclas on the mountain king. We don't have, like, is there a, a generic mage in this army? We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen a generic sort of lord, like, for the army. Like, you're equivalent yeah. to Xantos. Yeah, or, there's got to be at least one of those. Probably, like, an Achillean king, I would say, is closer approximation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have a hero on a steed, like, on a 60 mil. Yeah, the liege, saying, like, liege Kavalos right. is the non-named version of Xantos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Some, yeah. Some... So, so you, you, you need your, like, your dude on a horse thing. To just be like, I'm the regular HQ for this army that's going to show yeah. up and start collecting in like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I don't mean to denigrate it like that. I'm just saying like we, we need like the generic heroes 
Um, I think there's probably one more unit that's like a skirmisher unit. Um, the question is, is it Wraith Guard? I had a question from the very beginning, like, Eltharian, like, unless they really, like, the sculptor was just like, I'm going to make this thing, it's going to exist, I don't care if my boss says no, we're going to do this <laughs> thing, like the ghost armor. Yeah. Wraith Guard, Wraith Guard and Eldar are, are robots with elf ghosts inside. And the closest analog to that is something like Altharian, which is that Thousand Suns or Full Metal Alchemist-style ghost armor. And so I think we're either getting a skirmish unit like that. Look, I'm trying to convince hero. people I don't watch anime, yeah. and you just made a Full Metal Alchemist reference. Continue. <laughs> I don't. I don't even like Full Metal Alchemist, but it's it's a good visual reference for people. Yeah. Um, and and but I think we're getting a bolt thrower as long as it's not as big as the fucking Mortec crawler. <laughs> if you if you want to sell me harder, make it as big as the Mortec crawler. No, no, sixty mil max. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to tank. So this is just, this is just your elegant, like elven sensibilities coming through. Make it huge and sweet. Right. <laughs> come on. All right, no, no. So there's probably gonna be Boltar. There's probably gonna be some more generic heroes, and maybe one more unit, and then we're done. Bryce, go on. Like I know you're running at the one run at a time, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, there's going to be an HQ. I could, I could see. I'd actually be surprised if there was one more unit. I think we'll see the two generic heroes, and I, th I honestly think that's it. I okay. think, I think the rest is going to be. Well, we don't. We in, don't have skirmishers. In, like they, I think there needs to be a skirmisher unit in here somewhere. You mean the cost one hundred sixty for three kind of guys, like yeah, like or 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 something like really just like yeah, so like your fast attack. You're like, where's the fast attack in this army? Because the cab or battle line, or like troop ish. Hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like, where's the, where's where's the um, the see? I where is it? I said a while ago, the army, you know, this is when we were still talking about, like, angel elves and stuff like that. Yeah. I still would think angel elves would be pretty cool, the Razafon elves. Um, but, like, the the Eltharian animated ghosts and armor thing, the Malik from Vampire, uh, or from, a, what is it, Legacy of Cain Blood Omen. The Malik is the, the paladin who gets cursed to be just an animated suit of armor. Um a unit of those is still, like, you wouldn't have to make a whole army out of it just to have a unit of them to where, like, I recklessly try to make the army out of them would be very much something I would welcome, you know? Like, what I'm trying to do right now with, uh, with Necropolis Stalkers, where I'm like, I'm just gonna run 30 of them, I don't care, you know? Like, to, to yeah. do, that would be a really cool, cool touch. What do you guys and think of- Tristan, just touch on what Tristan just said in chat with the Deepkin, um, I tried to do that, and it doesn't really like compare. What, what did Tristan say? I'm sorry, I can't. He said, that. "He said, what if we compare it to the Deepkin release, uh, like a bit more one to one? Deepkin or the failed project wouldn't make sense if they're closely related in the number of kits and ideas, but we've already passed that, right? Like because there's not obviously Teclas is himself, but then so this would be the the cow would be the turtle, the Namardi and the thralls would be the spear and the bows, but then." And horses would be the eels. There's no equivalent to the hammers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I think you can see like pieces of the deepkin in this army done the right way, um, not as soul-eating bastards. 
Um, this, is, this is a good a good analogy is the army of Doctor Frankenstein versus the army of Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's who Teclas is now. Teclas is Doctor Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Bryce. Yeah. Bryce, do you think we're getting army scenery? I do. Uh, not. I, I think we I would do see not. it already. Yeah. I, 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 don't <laughs> I think if we were getting it, it would have been in that box. Because that box oh. is supposed to be everything you need oh, to so start playing the army. army scenery. Yeah, sorry, I paused a long time on my not. <laughs> um, but no, I do not think we're going to get it. Because okay. I think yeah. I do think it would be in that box because the box is like the entry point to the army and the terrain piece is the entry point to the army, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I um, I hope I hope we do get endless spells. I will say this, and this is just to end with the thing on like um, Bone Reapers, because who better to ask about Bone Reapers? Um, None, no one. Do you th- do you, do you think the endless spells for um, the Bone Reapers are miniatures that they tried to make a unit in the Bone Reapers army, but they couldn't, and so it's like we're just gonna make this like a summon instead, because hmm. that's what those feel like to me. Like I feel like those were supposed to be models. Not just... the sh- not the Shrieker. Certainly not the Shrieker. Yeah. No, the the Shrieker Cause... is is very clearly um, an endless an endless spell. Um, okay. I could see the Nightmare Predator, but I think not so much a unit like being reduced to a sculpt, but a concept art. I could see it being okay. like a concept art where they're like, "This is really awesome." But, like, doing a full unit of it would be meh. Not so much like a failed unit, just like a concept art that they said, hey, keep exploring that because we, we figured out a way to put that in the game. You know? I, I answered be... that because... Yeah, go on. We've seen now Endless Spells, and I'm sorry, but I think that the Zinch Endless Spells are just reused assets from the Lord of Change kit that they just sized up in ZCAD and then just put on bases. Like, like the... the the Lord of Change heads, like the staff and like the book. It's, that's like the opposite and, opposite direction of what I was talking about. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm 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 getting to that. I'm getting to that. Yeah, go on. So 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 we have endless spells out there, which are like these weird, either like objects or just twisted assets. Like they they feel more primal. They don't feel like they are uh, like a summoned model or a solo model. I think the Bone Reaper stuff is. And I'm curious as to what we get if we get endless spells. Like, do we? Um, just the Bone Reapers endless spells have always fit, like stuck with me. As great. like, if 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 yo oh yeah, they look they look fantastic. If you painted them like it was a regular model in your army, could you see those as like a solo, like a, a small monster? That oh. that's what I've it's what, the bird for sure. Don't even right? mess with my brain. With the the bird could have been a unit of three, right? You get a yeah. You could have three of those. One. You could have three of those birds, uh, as a unit. Yeah. It, its size is in the weird is in the weird shape where it needs to be bigger if it's a single monster, right? So like if they size that one up the twenty percent that we're taking away from everything else, then yeah, that could have been we could have had a cool like little flying bird monster. That would have been kind of cool for like death because we're not really known for, um, you know, like our our flying birds by any means. That would have been a yeah. cool little take on the on the death. Which also lends, lending a little bit of credence to your point, we have bird iconography across our entire army. We have little bird friends, little like vultures and little ravens and stuff everywhere throughout. 
it's possible we were supposed to have a bird monster or something. Uh, so I could kind right. of see that. But again, I really get the sense that with like with with Bone Reapers, they were rounding down, not rounding up on a on a on an idea. They they okay. had an already great awesome thing because Nightmare Predators. I could see three of those as a unit. As is out the box. I've seen the conversion where they, they the guy chops off the arms and he gives them the Morgath swords. He's just dual wielding these two Morgath swords. I'm like, yeah, that, like I want all my Morgaths to just be that instead. It's the coolest thing ever. And I'm not a guy who like likes ghosts, but he's got just enough bones going on. Yeah, the Grim Reaper is cool because he's bones underneath a sweet shawl. I need the bones to bring it all together. Um, yeah, like Nightmare Stalkers. I, I, so I, like, I actually had in my notes here to bring up, and you brought it up organically Endless Spells and Terrain. You know, are we going to get an Aether Quartz engine or, or something like that with this army? Are we I, gonna... I, th- I think Aether Quartz is going to play an element in the Allegiance abilities at the very least. The is very it going to be in the spell? Like, Endless Spell me, or Terrain. Like the... You know, like yeah. a terrain piece with like some Aether Quartz going on. I, I'm with Vince. I, I wish army scenery would go away. I, I do not like it. I don't want to carry it around, especially if I want to take this, this army internationally. Mm. I don't want there to be army scenery. Mm. Um, it takes part of your allegiance abilities away from you and makes it part of a fixed point on the table, which gets in the way of everybody. Mm. Mm. And it causes issues, like the bone tied nexus. Like and now the... Dealing with that as a TO is unpleasant. And now the Realm Shaper engine, which has our same deployment rules for our terrain piece, except their terrain is useless half the time on their gamble. But but I, I, I brought up Endless Spell specifically, and I wanted to bring up the Bone Reapers idea, because the Bone elf Reapers are almost the exception. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Tristan says Elf Crack Rock. Yes, I want Elf Crack Rock. Or the Astro Crag from fucking uh, Guts. <laughs> Go on. Um, sometimes I feel like um, endless spells are an afterthought. Sometimes I feel like models that couldn't quite make it elsewhere in the army get turned into endless spells. I really don't know how the design process works, and I'm sure it's different for every army, which makes it even more confusing to figure out a pattern. And I'm not sure what else endless spell like. Are we even going to get I- like watch? We don't even get either, and then there's definitely no pattern. Like everyone yeah. was like, there was a pattern where every army gets army. Every chaos army has army scenery except for Zinch and Slaves to Darkness now. And I was like, but of course they're going to get army scenery. It's chaos. And then they don't. So like every time you think there's a pattern, Games Workshop says, nope. So hmm. I'm really not sure what our endless spells are going to look like, but I think we don't, we definitely don't have scenery coming. Bryce, I'll let you, you mentioned, uh, you kind of uh, say what you're thinking and yeah, I could see endless spells, and I could see endless spells like paying homage to some of the elves that we don't get. You know, like a swordmaster or something like the oh, like uh, a sweet animated spirit of a swordmaster or something yeah. that you know, something. I, I don't know. Obviously, it's just making stuff up, but I I think there will be spells because how do you have a master of magic like Teclas and not have endless spells? So I I think. I think endless spells happen one of two ways, and this is a trend I have begun to notice, is either you get endless spells, or you get to fuck with endless spells. Um, and so, like, City of the Sigmar fucked with endless spells, Seraphon, who you're like, they should totally get endless spells, say, nah, no blowback for endless spells, which is a huge, which is way better than having two mediocre spells and one situally, situationally playable spell, which is pretty much the norm for all endless spells. It's like you have two shit ones, and then you have one that's, like, situationally good. 
Um, I would way rather have no blowback to all the existing endless spells that I can take in my army. You know? Like, what a great role that is for Seraphon. So I think with Luminath, you're going to get one or the other. You're going to either fuck with endless spells in some manner. Uh, you know, Teclas can uh, resolve one endless spell per game and it can never be removed and it never has blowback. You know, something crazy and big, right? Uh, he Maybe Teclas gets some sort of no caveat cast an endless spell from somebody else's army, which is what KO kind of got with their spell, with their poke, poke ball for an endless spell. There might be something like that in play, right? Like, I could I could see something like that in play where they get to manipulate endless spells. I really feel as a 100% new army, though, you get endless spells. And and I would hope because it's a 100% new army, the way that Ossiarch Bone Reapers is, uh, you get the good ideas rounded up, not the bad ideas rounded down, you know? Like, you're going to get the, like, oh, man, we couldn't find a way to make a Swordmaster work. So you're going to get, like... A fucking proto ghost thing wielding just the claymore, and the claymore is like the. It's just like it would eat the pendulum. Yeah, it would just like yeah. totally yeah. eat it because it's huge and it's sweet, and then you get the elf version of that, right? Um, so I could see something like that where they they have some of these like existing concept ideas that didn't quite make it to like a unit or into the aesthetic like overall, but they're like, ah, that's still a great idea. Hell, we'll make it a spell. I could see that being the route they go. Um. I don't think it's a it's a gimme that you get terrain anymore because, like you said, Martin, it just doesn't seem to follow any rhyme or reason. People getting terrain at this point, like it's what I, the sculptors decided to do. Yeah, yeah, and and sculptor first is a fine, fine direction. By the way, I don't mind. Uh, I justified it for the bone tide nexus, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. I'm gonna stay on brand. Um, you know, if you're gonna go, we're a modeling company first. It starts with the models, and they have say then the rules kind of have to catch up with it and make it make sense. I'm fine with that because as long as the sculpts always look great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will continue to defend it as long as shit looks good. And then when stuff doesn't look good and we just have phoned-in after phoned-in model going yada, 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 if it was all the pizza oven every time, you know, I would just get rid of it all. But, you know, I will take the, uh, uh, you know, the gloom spite, uh, the Loon Shrine, because it just it looks awesome and it makes tables feel cooler. I will take the boats. I know you all hate the boats, but I like the boat as like a wreck on a table and the Aether Sea, and it feels like it ties in and it brings the Aether Sea to the table for that army instead of just this like made up concept that like has no representation and it would be impossible. I like the shipwrecks. Yes, yes, everybody listening, I like the shipwrecks that Ideneth Deep can get because I like the notion of taking the Aether Sea and smashing it into your table and going, it's here. I like that like imperceptible becoming perceptible on the table. I defend faction terrain uh, for the weirdest reason me, a rules uh, competitive player, <laughs> might have, which is I like tables being more interesting and taking these fluffy concepts and 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 crystallizing them and making them real for armies um but i also happen to play an army with absolutely no terrain to care about uh, i have grave sites for my lon and then two armies that have great terrain um so it i'm totally skewed and biased um i admit my bias but again i maintain if it looks great do it so if it looks great do it um i can't even imagine are we gonna have like an aether quartz mine or something like that way to stick it to the dwarves if you did, <laughs> uh, some sort of extra mountain, you know, like uh, the theory I, I have, I don't know that you're going to get terrain with Lumineth, 
I feel like endless spells are more guaranteed or not are more plausible than endless ter- than a, than a terrain piece because I foresee this being wave one of three waves, three more waves of more Lumineth stuff down the line, and one terrain piece that fits with this army coming out, and then also will fit with you know two or three more iterations of it. That feels like a lot harder to juggle for me. But, like, endless spells that are just, like, your awesome concepts of elves. Hell yeah. And you can always release more endless spells. They do it all the time. So. That's my thought. Yeah. Uh, I think we're to the point where, uh, y'all tell me what people should go watch and you say where they are, uh, where they can find you on the internet. So, Bryce, we're going to start with you, man. Uh, so you can find me, uh, Moose Geek, on Twitter. That's pretty much all I do these days is Twitter. So, um... What people should watch. I feel like we're all running out of things to watch these days. And I've been doing a lot more reading and listening. Um, obviously, I have to plug the podcast because I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't. So playing and slaying show. Uh, we'll have a new episode out next week. Um, but I've I've listened to a ton of Critical Role lately. I've almost caught up to season two. Uh, and I've been watching a whole heck of a lot of uh, HBO and westworld and it's just so good man i don't know if you guys are are fans of westworld or if if you're not i know some people didn't like the second season but the direction that they've taken with this third season and what just happened in the last episode holy cow mind blown no spoilers yeah yeah yeah. no no spoilers but definitely check it out check it out all right and do do seriously check out point and slay and um no joke uh Wisconsin, uh, our content creators are better than your content creators statewide. So <laughs> go, go listen to our, uh, go listen to our stuff. And Ty, uh, you know Josh, the the crew there, they're just, I love the the total gamer aspect they bring to the table. So go check it out; it's great. Plus, I sponsor uh, the D and D segment. You do, you do. <laughs> uh, Martin, uh, where can they reach you, and uh, what do you want to plug? All right, so I'm on Instagram as the Wandering Prince, which is uh, one word there, just the Wandering Prince. Seems on Twitter, I am. Um, it was. It was like one of my first tile heroes. Um, he was the long story. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, I am CV underscore Consigliere, like in the Godfather. Um, I'm also a mod on Facebook of the the Age of Sigmar uh, Luminous Realm Lords group under uh, Luke. I'm sure Senderfall or Luke is in the chat um, who can provide a link. We have cool, great content there. We always try and, like, you know, talk about and debate, like, you know, lots of navel-gazing about toy soldiers, which happen to have pointy ears. Uh, <laughs> as for what to watch, um, a lot of the, the art design stuff I talk about tonight um, and, like, uh, inspirations for how I want to approach the army, not in terms of, like, the artistic themes or sort of element... Um, just like the design philosophy, getting into the headspace of really taking your hobby to the next level. Get your hands on the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring and then just go watch the bonus features. And I mean, from the beginning. First of all, it's like 18 to 20 hours long. It's probably gonna take you at least through, like, I mean, I don't know how much people sleep these days, um, but it will take you through a decent chunk of our, our stay at home uh, time because it's it's a lot of content and I mean just like go through from from uh, what is it from soup to nuts sort of feast of knowledge 
and they talk you through everything. Adapt it, like why the book is important, adapting the book to a script, pre-visualizing the script as storyboards and, and, and then creating all of the special effects, the amount of work, what a workshop did to make all of this stuff from the costumes to the miniatures to just like the, the, the scenery and it, it's just full of hobby fuel. Well, and I think it was insanity. Like, oh they, yeah. They... And, and not, and even before that, like if you want to just talk about the miniatures that they made, because a lot of the, the miniature work is in a similar scale to Warhammer and it's just full of hobby fuel. And I, I also think it's full of motivation to just try and, put that little bit of extra effort into your army. No one's asking you to to devote your entire life for three and a half years on one army, which is basically what they did for Lord of the Rings when they had hundreds of people working like all 24 hours of the day. Um, but I think that there's inspiration within there to just like, I think, take your hobby in some way to the next level. It has for me. And so I, th I think that's just... Something, something to go watch. It's not new. It's, it's, but it might be new for some. You might learn something from it. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, I, I am um, talking about it tonight. Where we kind of ended up on like the LTR discussion, especially from the movie standpoint. From you, it just reminded me of this entire era of my life. I had kind of forgotten how awesome it was. You know, like I feel like I'm becoming way more cynical as I get older. And at that time, I didn't give a crap because there was no film on that scope. Let alone three films. And then you get the extended cuts and that was an extra selling point to buy the bigger and bigger box set every time. With more features well, and more deleted scenes. Like th Something of that scope had never existed for me, the fantasy nerd, until that point. And and another thing to just keep in mind as, as a parting thought, because of that, those movies, it's like they're 20 years old. Um, not only did they not, they wanted to use as many practical effects as possible, but certain things, it's like, you just cannot do it in the computer back then. And a lot of our hobby is scale modeling. We make like scale representations of these fantasy worlds with our hands and tools at our disposal to make these physical manifestations of things. And I think just put, um, taking the, the what they had to do to bring Lord of the Rings to life and thinking about that in your Warhammer hobby can lead to some crazy things. And there's already a lot of cool, crazy stuff all over the internet for Warhammer. I, but I, I think we can take it further. If, if you're like um, going back to the display board thing when I did that that this, um, that seminar with Anthony and just, just if you really want to be on that on YouTube, AOS right. Coach shoutouts, man, you can check that out with. Uh, and and Bryce is already working on an extra large Lumineth display board. <laughs> if, if you, but if. Uh, nice. There it is. Nice. There it is. Nice. <laughs> and you know I will be too. It's just a question is when because I got to panel the scenery for the uh, for the. Uh, oh yeah. Um, can I just plug my GT if at all possible? Uh, of course, man. Of course. All right. Um. So right now. Um, again, ticket, tickets are not for sale yet. We're, we're planning to, to make an announcement sometime around June, depending on how COVID goes, goes like the, yeah, that stuff. Um, October 17th and 18th, um, in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, which is about 20 minutes from Philadelphia on the New Jersey side. Um, I'm going to be running my first ever tournament, um, like, well, first ever GT. 
Um, it's going to be 32 people. There's going to be plenty of loot, prizes. Um, a website is coming. I've been working on that. Um, but any uh, um, any details if you're interested in coming all the way to New Jersey? Um, <laughs> I know it's it's not something a lot of people think about in this hobby. Uh, feel free to reach out, and I can give you more information about that. But right now, it's going to be October 17th and 18th this year. That's an yeah. optimistic uh, – I shouldn't say optimistic – I would feel comfortable with that as it, to, yeah. to begin planning around it. Like personally, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I know we've, we've heard, uh, what is it? Six to 18 months. Um, well, yeah, I just wanted to add, it's also because of, uh, like the Northeast, like in November, the big event, like, um, is Du Bois, which is probably my favorite GT, which is, uh, um, but like most of us go to that. And then September is Nova. So I didn't want to step on the toes of like the gigantic events that all of us are going to. So October felt like the best bet to run an event at least, at least in our neck of the woods in America. Also, so October that's kind of... is best month, second best month. April's best month because of my birthday. Second best month is October because of my favorite holiday. Yeah. So. Yeah, but anyway, keep an eye out on details for that. Yeah, right on, right on. And uh, shout outs to that D and D book on uh, on the shelf right behind uh, Bryce there. Oh, and I got this right in front of me. <laughs> uh, time might have killed another character, so I've been hard at work on uh, that damn. story. Is uh, killer GM, man, killer GM. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, you can listen to it on the podcast. We'll talk about it, but it it was my fault this time. <laughs> this time, this time. Yeah. Uh, and I bring up D and D because uh, next week uh, Rantcast is going to be doing something a little bit different. We're actually going to be talking about RPGs more exclusively. So we're going to be talking about uh, Soulbound's coming out in Age of Sigmar uh, RPG. Uh, there's some Warhammer Fantasy Battle RPG stuff. We're talking a little bit about that. We're going to talk a lot about um, uh, other systems. And uh, I've got a panel: um, three wonderful humans uh, from a spectrum. One from my own gaming group, Katie. She played the Assassin previously. The Ranger in my current campaign, she's going to come on and tell you what it's like to be in my games. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about RPGs. I don't talk a lot about RPGs on uh, Rantcast uh, from a sort of deeper look. So, uh, doing something a little bit different, but I think it's poignant on account of uh, how, how we're all isolated right now. I think uh, RPGs are a really, really great, um, really great way to connect with, with, with folks because uh, for... Uh, Bryce, you got a word there? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it's ironic that you say that, and yet you haven't set up another one-shot. Yeah, okay, I'll, I, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, I'll get another, uh, I'll do another one-shot. Bryce, you're in, because we got we to gotta solve the trilogy of, uh, yeah. uh, of I mean, because he's, he's died, too, and he yeah. was in the future. So he died in the past, and he's in the future. We need to figure out what happened in the present. So I need to do like exactly. a. We did a what was it? We did a was it nineties right? And we did a you know flashback to the seventies. Yep. So we got to yep. do the twenty twenties, I think. Yep. And yep. then like, and the twenty twenties will give you clues as to what happened after he died in the fucking seventies. What was there <laughs> in the nineties? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that so that'll be really great. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this third installment of the Alpha Sode. There will be one more Alpha Sode. I can promise you. There will be the rules. At least <laughs> the rule. At least it's true. There will probably be there'll probably be a fifth where we do an army review of our, mine and Martin's armies, and we'll have them yeah. pictures, yeah. and we'll talk about the yeah. So that, there's at least two more. Uh yeah. I 
Look, uh, the Alpha Sode is just a fixture of Rantcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might need to get a, a get like an Orca Sode in here. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, every episode is a Bone Reapers episode. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, th- that's the thing, and and I know I'm on close out here, but the reason that Lumineth really struck me to do, even though I'm not a Lumineth player, is I mean, it's really kind of you two guys. Um, like I saw a lot of the conversation going on about about Lumineth that I saw around Osiric Bone Reapers, and prior to that point. Like, okay, IDK came out, and, and, like, we thought it was an April Fool's joke, and then they actually released it. And these 100% new armies that have come out, they haven't had this, like, this type of discussion the way Bone Reapers did and the way I think Lumineth even, like, leveled up. They, they you know, they took it even further. Um, because usually it's just like, oh, yeah, new army, sweet. Oh, hey, not for me, whatever. This is the one where it's like, it was supposed to be for me, and fuck you <laughs> that it's not. Like... And I was just like, what is going on? So I just thought it was important to like to talk about it from a like a from a passion standpoint because passion is really what drives me in Age of Sigmar. You know, I can be passionate for things and what I respect in other people isn't the thing, it's the passion. So and and this is an army that people are passionate about on both sides. So speaking of both sides, we're going to have Tom Lyons just confirmed on the 23rd as well. So we have two great rant casts coming up. Talking a bunch about RPGs and Tom counterpointing everything i said tonight <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding although we might you might have to bring your tinfoil hats i hear he really really wants to talk about something crazy but yes <laughs> he's no he always wants to talk about something crazy it's true no no it's uh, chuck moore's gonna be on too it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great episode we're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff and uh and you might be surprised to find out what it is anyway jack King, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight you're the show within the show thank you to both my guests martin bryce uh you're from the greatest amongst us. Thank you so much. Let's do this again. Alpha Sode 4. Alpha Sode. Yeah. Well, this was Alpha Sode's Revenge. So next is like Electric Boogaloo. I I, I don't I lose track of the sequels. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>